Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Clap sync. One, two, three. One, two, three. Are we in choir now? <laughs> he does it every time. Just him. I feel like, I feel like I'm back in high school. It makes it easier for the editing process. Just <laughs> really funny because you were like on on. It did feel very us. high school choir. That's <laughs> our Stephen and I were in high school show choir together, and right now they're trying to get a bunch of the alumni to like come together and learn old dances and songs and perform them for a fundraiser. And that sounds like the worst thing I could ever yeah, think of. Not my. That gym. sounds like traumatic no. as hell. So the only thing that was great about being in high school choir and being an alumni was when they still allowed alumni to sing at candlelight processional at Epcot, mm. because that's what our high school oh, cool. choir that's used to do. Cool. Oh, so yeah. You're from two, that area. Yeah. So we would get two free Disney tickets. Every that's awesome. Show we performed. And then Disney realized how many alumnus are coming back because they were like, uh, yeah, actually, we just we want it to be more representative of the high schools. I'm like, don't lie. just say you don't want to give out free tickets to people who are in their 20s anymore. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I would for sure be milking that. I respect as hard it. As I could. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. we were. We yeah, were. that's awesome. <laughs> Nothing like that in Indiana. No, there, no. Yeah. Mm. Steven, we're here. It's the end of season four. It flew by so fast. Can you believe it? You know, I walked uphill both ways to get here, Zach. Yeah. And somehow, you know, things went down, things went up, things went back down. But we're here. We finally made it to to our, our, our very circular, round, <laughs> elliptical 
table in front of us. It's got a lot yes. of shapes, but they're all curvy. That's for sure. We're ready to have this graduation procession to to move on from season four to season five. It's a big transition from one big transition of the show into the next one. Yeah. And we've got a great panel of people to talk about it all. We're going to get right to that in a second. But we've got to start off the show by saying, hi, everyone. I'm Zach. I'm glad you found us. Hi, I'm Steven, and I'm even gladder that you found us. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint, a podcast. We've got a shout-out at the top of the show, our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Taylor Ace, Planeswalker Prez, and Brian Thurman. We love those people a lot. And over on Patreon, every week you get You Can't Disappoint show live, you get Brokeback Bebop, our Cowboy Bebop rewatch show. Uh, you get this show early every week. It's a lot of fun, and it helps us move things along. So consider throwing us a little change if you've got the means to over on Spare Patreon. Spare change! Spare change! And also, every time we do one of these roundtables, it feels like a bit of a family reunion. And no family reunion would be complete without an, an estranged, uninvited father. And we've got to give a shout-out to at Communities on Twitter, our estranged community pop who there's no estrangement we love him very much we're glad for all the support he gives us and all the things that he does for the community fandom at large yeah thanks dad for buying us our first little podcast pampers all those moons ago and strapping them on nice and firm and powdering us up and sending us on our way Look, Steven, uh, Community Season 4 is something that community aficionados as ourselves and our lovely guests today have a lot to say about. Oh, yeah. So let's not waste any time, and let's get right into some hot Season 4 takes. It was a lot of fun, and I'm excited to get it out to the people. So everyone, here it is. I hope you enjoy it. Our Season 4 Roundtable. Away we go! Well, we're very excited to be joined by a great group of the friends we've made through podcasting over the last couple years to talk about season four of Community, and I'm sure there's a lot to dive into. It's a pretty uh, a heavy topic when people passionate about Community get together. Even when you're not getting together to talk about season four, that's like what you're going to talk about probably. Everybody yeah. has something to yell about season four. Uh, hi, Steven. How you doing, man? Hi, Zach. I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to have all our friends who we want to introduce first. We've got, uh, for the first time in uh, a couple seasons, we've got Ed and Bo of the Save Greendale Committee podcast, dear friends of ours. How are you all doing? What's new with you two? I, I, I had like a, <laughs> hey, friends, loaded up in the chamber, and then I was like, oh, no, there's going nice. to be a slightly longer intro. I'm going to wait. Was, oh, no, I it is over, and I've lost everything. Uh, in terms of, there's nothing like new new <laughs> there's someone on a motorcycle outside right now that i guess they nice. would contribute just a lot of destiny and elden ring that's pretty much it oh shit i really want to play elden ring it, it oh you don't because it'll take over your life yeah it, every waking moment that i'm not playing elden ring i'm thinking about elden ring or playing it. destiny it's one of the two it's fair passing it over to ed popcorn <laughs> ed. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i haven't uh, not a lot of community in my life because we haven't yeah. really been doing our podcast in the last couple of months. But I've been doing uh, the AP Bio podcast with our friends Alex and Matt. Um, who nice. I've probably both been on this show. I'm gonna guess, or at least yeah. you guys have been on their show or whatever. Anyway, people, people listeners should know who they are. They um, know the multiverse. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> the community podcast multiverse. But yeah, I've been doing AP Bio. That's fun. We're about to we're on season four of that, but that only has four seasons, so yeah. we're about to be done. Um, so That's such a gem of a show. I'm a little so embarrassed. 
I'm, it's a good show, but I'm a little embarrassed I'm going to finish an AP Bio podcast before I finish season two of my community podcast. <laughs> so there's, so. what, like 30 episodes of AP Bio? I think that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the last season, <laughs> the last two seasons are eight episodes each, So, and we do yeah. two an episode, so it's literally been like a season a month. So, <laughs> Are there yeah. plans to bring back the Save Greendale Committee, or is it is it kind of hung up for the time being? Um, it's it, There is a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that here. Uh, actually, it's funny. A f- like a week or two ago, I edited an episode for the first time in a long time because I had two that were recorded. And it's one that you were on, Zach, from nice. literally like from how nine long months ago? ago or something. <laughs> like, I think like June or, or May of last year. Wow. Um, it was a while ago. I lived in a different apartment. Um, That's crazy. But yeah. It, I, it, it, so there is an episode ready to be posted when I feel ready to, to do so and then actually follow up on it. I don't want to like post two episodes and then still not disappear again. again. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's always so, so sad when the yeah. community <laughs> podcast friends that we make when their shows kind of crumble. And they just disappear. Uh, not like crumble. Like crumble is just like, it has to exist. It's just like they just, wow. it's just like, yeah, just take some time. That didn't sound as harsh to me when I said it. Sorry. It's it's like the Zach, I some shit going on in, in my ashes. life. <laughs> like, a lot has crumbled in my life, I'll say, but not my podcast. Well, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't putting a, that on yours. I'm saying hiatus. I would hate to see that happen to you No, 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 no. I mean the other podcast. Right. Okay. Not yours. Okay, and so yes, I'm just going to take exactly a big step away from that. We've also got Jen from the Community Rewatch <laughs> podcast with us today. Very Is glad to have you back. Is my podcast also crumbling? From a non-crumbling podcast. That's up to you. Are you doing it? Ruin? What's new with your show? Have you done an uh, episode today, Jen? <laughs> no. I actually crumbling. joked recently that I'm like, eventually we'll get to season five. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're doing Mythic Quest at this point as of this recording. So we are... So I, we've been so excited, though. Charles and I have have really been excited because we've gotten a chance to reconnect with some of our uh, podcasting friends, even from community. So Michael and Jillian from Welcome to Greendale were just on an episode, awesome. and we've gotten to have some new guests this season, and we have some returning friends, which I'm Ooh, super excited about. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, we we love talking about Mythic Quest Season 2, and so thankfully Seasons 3 and 4 are happening, so... That's awesome. It's going to turn into a Mythic too. Quest rewatch podcast <laughs> is what's happening. That's awesome. That is the but, question, yeah. isn't it, for each of us? So what do we do once Community ends? We, like, all hopped <laughs> on Community while it was real hot. Yeah? We have a plan. Yeah, I think we're we're going to do... Uh, we're just going to... St- Spiral into kind of rewatching a rewatch podcast, if you will, sure. or just other things. And so nice. I think I think Schitt's Creek is first up on the Ooh, agenda. I haven't gotten and to that one yet. I kind oh love gosh, Schitt's Creek. I know, so I know. good, another solid so good. six season show. That yes, yeah. and then that one we won't. Well, I mean, that one's a little bit not as many things to go as deep into. Sure. Um, but Chelsea and I have floated around the idea of like in between breaks, maybe doing short mini rewatches of uh, tragically canceled one season or two nice. season shows. I like that idea. There's so. some good ones. Yeah. Go On comes to mind. List. Do you know Go, go on? on? That's a great you show. Mean the terrible hashtag that they had for that show, Goon. Goon. that's what it was spelled <laughs> out. It was, Sean hockey it, was, it was like, did they not think about the fact that this would yeah. be the hashtag because it would be smushed together? It's fine. Um, that one, yeah, that one was the show where uh, I was like, this has a very community feel. And uh, RIP that. I mean, definitely single parents we'll be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cape, I, I assume. Yeah. The cape, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, the, the show that I'm like, I only know it exists because it exists 
in a community <laughs> reference. <laughs> well, we watched uh, the pilot episode of The Cape for like a special we did Something. one time. And I don't think I I had so much fun <laughs> doing many other things in my life than that. That was great. It's pretty ridiculous. And it's got Keith David in it. So it's a good time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, well, Enlisted is one of the ones that Enlisted we'll definitely do because great. that has Keith David also in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben and Kate. Selfie. I, just so many shows that like didn't exist beyond a season that I'm like, I wish... I want to keep talking about this. So. Interesting. So many of those shows that, like, I don't know, they're not going to have a real streaming home a lot of the time. Yeah. Unless no, it's, I had like, to a buy whole some library. Of them. Yeah. Like, Gallivant. So like, I had to buy I Gallivant. I love Gallivant. God, I love Gallivant That's so a much. great show. It is such hilarious. A great, such a great show. But, like, yeah, a lot of them we and did And you can't whole... find that streaming, and it's so no. great. We wow. had a whole uh, tragically canceled episode uh, summer of 2020, and we were saying... So sorry, friends. Most of these aren't available for streaming, but like mm-hmm. you should purchase them if it's something that you really, really like. Like I purchased Go On, The Crazy Ones, and Enlisted. Oh, is and that the ben Robin Williams one? Yes, the one with Robin show. Williams, Sarah Michelle Gellar. It was yeah. so, it had so many great people in it, and it was again tragically canceled. That's so. why I'm still a strong proponent of home media. Because the boxes are always yeah. so cool, and a lot of those things—that's the only way to to have them. It's if they true. Got released it's true. That way at all. Mm-hmm. You can't find them on streaming anymore. Well, there's a line to walk from tragically canceled to you know the show that we all love <laughs> that we're all talking about right now, and the season that we're talking about uh, going into season four of Community that we just finished going through episode by episode. And it's a real loaded topic. I kind of mentioned that before. There, there's a lot of feelings when it comes to season four. Uh, season four was the first season of Community that I watched live as it aired. I got really obsessed. I was like a sophomore in high school, if I'm being honest. And I got really obsessed with season the first three seasons. It, I watched them really, really fast. And then season four, I was so excited. And it was a roller coaster of emotions of being so excited to have my show every week. But then like, oh, man, this is what I'm tuning in for. Uh, were all of you around as it aired or did you find it after the fact so i actually watched it um i think i watched i I remember watching the pilot i don't remember like if it was a rerun of the pilot but i remember watching it in season one um and like mostly because i was a big donald glover fan Mm -hmm. also ironically around that same time i did watch the cape as it premiered (laughs) and i I, I loved it like i feel like if i went back now i would ironically love it (laughs) But the back Cape's then, great. I unironically loved it. Um, and when we got to season four, to be honest, I didn't notice a difference wow. at the time. Um, I wasn't, like, super, like, I wasn't analyzing sure. the show. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't really feel like there was any serious difference. But as mm-hmm. I go back and rewatch it now, and it, frankly, it's probably, like, once I heard the term gaslight year, I was like, oh, okay, that changes how I look at the show forever now. <laughs> gaslight year? <laughs> What did I say? Gaslight year? Yes. Yeah. Like, That's gas a very year. different year. <laughs> I meant gas leak year. That would also be around the years 2016, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do find that really interesting because I always wonder if I didn't know anything was yeah. going on behind the you scenes, know, would there be a dip? What? I had, I, we have, uh, we had friends who were on, who are, were on our pod, who had never, who had only ever watched it when it was on Netflix in around 2020 when the pandemic hit. And we didn't tell them anything. And we were pretty, like, making sure to not spoil to see if they could tell. Like looking at them the whole time while they're watching those episodes. Well, I mean, I didn't, we didn't live around them. So it was, like, more like they're texting me things. And I'm trying not to, like, give them too much information. (laughs) And one of my friends who was watching it happens to be, like, a TV critic. So a lot of people were just tweeting her, like, unfortunately, like, don't you know that this is what happened? And I was like... 
guys, just let someone watch it and make their own decisions. But they they kind of had the same feeling. They could tell that something was a little bit off, but it was not like a pick up your pitchfork and mm-hmm. go storm down NBC headquarters kind of rage that a lot yeah. of people were feeling. Well, the community time. fans aren't exactly a chill bunch, I feel like <laughs> it's safe to say. No. We'll storm the building if they're canceling it. We'll storm the building if the show's not what we wanted it to be. We just want to storm a building. I will say that they were very, very respectful. So I remember, not to jump in, but I remember being in, because I was in this fandom since season two, from season two until the show ended. And I was really involved in Twitter around season three and like the fandom and fans fighting to save the show and all of that stuff. And I remember it was, I want to say, Paleyfest? That was the first kind of big thing that um, Community Season 4 and the new showrunners were going to be at. And I remember the fandom being so like, y'all, do not give them a reason to be like, these fans are awful. Like, be very encouraging. Be positive. Be, like, thankful and express your gratitude. And to their credit, I feel like most people that I was seeing were doing that. Like, in public, to the cast, to everything else. They weren't like, how dare this show be different mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. being fairly positive and uh receptive and that was ahead of season four actually airing i think um but like or like maybe the first episode it aired or something like that but i yeah i mean there are there are factions of fandom that are just gonna be what they're gonna be but i feel like i remember most people being moderately happy with it maybe just happy to have community yeah, and I get that. And I'm glad that people, like, I don't, I certainly don't want anybody, like, attacking the people to make a show, even if it is a bad show, right? Nobody deserves that. <laughs> yeah. But we we had this conversation last week at, I don't know, you can understand what they were going through and what led to the end product that we have and, like, kind of look at it through those eyes. But also, like, my other point is that's not what decides if something's good or not, you know? Like, all kinds mm-hmm. of things yeah. have troubled production history and are incredible. Uh, there's some episodes this season that, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't notice that it was a little off if I didn't know anything was off, but when you're yeah. seeing, like, Chevy's body double in Heroic Origins... And, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... Know, the, the season finale, kind of, in general. Yeah, what's yeah. up? If you want to talk about troubled production history, that's the whole run of Community. That I, mean, yeah. I was going to be like, I mean, that's, that's the, all of it. I, I, I sure. think what I've noticed, at least in the fandom nowadays, is that, like, Community fans come in two types. There's the community fans first and there's the Harmon fans first mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. community is mm-hmm. a Harmon product so therefore they mm-hmm. love community and I I'm I watched some Rick and Morty I haven't seen any other Harmon stuff except for Monster House um, and, <laughs> nice. Uh, nice so it's love like I'm not like a diehard Harmon fan sure. um, I obviously love this show so I respect him as a artist for it but like that aspect of it isn't mm-hmm. a big deal to me so like I was like one of the I was the lone dissenter in my friend group back in high school um, when this season was airing. I was like... like maybe it'll be like, for the I, best. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, it was just like, I was, you know, in tune with... I wasn't totally involved in the fandom. I made my first Twitter account to help, uh, to tweet hashtag save community, but, like, oh, I nice. wasn't, like, actively involved um, beyond that. So I wasn't, like, talking to other fans um, other than my friends. Um, but I was reading up on like all the news and who who was still involved in the show and you AV had like club. a lot of a lot of the, always uh, the AV club. I wasn't a big I, I wasn't again I just TV dot com was centralized. It was just wherever I could find it. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like not that. It's, community was the show that got me to like follow 
TV writers yes. and like mm-hmm. learn. Same. Same. Basically, Absolutely I learned about same. how TV was made through following mm-hmm. community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like, and I, I feel that the people who are community fans first recognize um, first and foremost that Dan Harmon isn't the show. He's a mm-hmm. big, obviously, a huge component of it because the season mm-hmm. does feel very different. But mm-hmm. like. You know, it feels different when he comes back too, mm-hmm. and like absolutely, you know, there's missing pieces later on from when cast members leave and other writers leave, and yeah. when the writers' room gets a lot smaller, mm-hmm. and like there's there's all these other so like now when I watch it, like it's definitely my least favorite season, yeah, but not because of the lack of Dan Harmon, just because mm-hmm. every season's got its ups and downs, and this just yeah. has I agree with the you. most downs, you know. There um, are things yeah. that I think season four does a little better than the other seasons namely yeah. being it, it's heart it yeah. wears its heart on its mm-hmm. sleeve and it's not like i mean the first couple seasons do sometimes but season four really isn't afraid to have those huggy moments sure they could be ham-fisted yeah. but i think season four earns them more than it doesn't and okay. i really like that about it and that's certainly something that leaves when dan Harmon comes back agreed yeah i'm glad that you brought <laughs> Sorry, that up i'm just no. so bitter about that <laughs> i would like to have a little bit of that conversation i didn't know how front-loaded i wanted to I bring mean, this up but the whole thing is like we for not exactly us but for a lot of community fans we celebrate the the loss of chevy because of how he was on set but yeah. we also celebrate the return of dan as like the savior of the show and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. and it's like it's problematic because at the same time i do think the show is if not the same when he comes back is better off for him having come back but i also understand that the reason he left was just as valid as the reason they got rid of the the actor yeah. as well because he yeah. was hard to work with it's it's really i don't know yeah. what my thought is on it but it's a it's a loaded topic for sure it's a, it's just one of those things and like like Ed, you were saying like it's there are people and i find that a lot more of like dan Harmon is a genius dan Harmon is the show this is him like it's he you know he is god and we must accept that everything he does is genius and i'm not saying dan's not a genius it's not it's evident that he created something that is really really and again i don't follow anything else from dan Harmon, so like Mm -hmm. community is my only frame of reference Mm -hmm. like he does a lot of great things. There's a lot of things in the show that are super groundbreaking that are iconic for for many reasons. My biggest thing is, you know, we didn't know at the time reasons sure. that we do know now. And yeah. now looking back on, and I said this throughout the entire run of episodes we recorded in season four, now looking back on it, I can't in good faith be like, Dan shouldn't have been fired. I'm like, God, how wasn't he fired like two seasons before this? Sure. Like, just consistent behavior where it's not, you know, a lot of people, I think, look at Dan Harmon getting fired and they're like, he was such a tortured creative genius. They Mm. just didn't understand his vision. Mm. And I'm like, no, that's not the reason he got fired, y'all. It's not because, oh, NBC just couldn't see how, like, you know, meta community was. It was like he would consistently go over budget. These Mm -hmm. cast members and writers were working so long that they used yeah. to post on set Fratter Days. Like, Fratter Day was a thing that a vet used the entire to post. Two because days. it was, yes, because mm-hmm. it was Friday into Saturday mm-hmm. they would be working. It was long and stressful hours. Harmon, as a person, sure. as we now know, it just functioning alcoholic, mm-hmm. not to mention, mm-hmm. we're not going to touch a whole lot on it, but sexual harassment, like all of that stuff coming up, it's like, Yes, he deserved to be fired. He mm-hmm. should have been fired. And I can't look at the show and and think like he should have been around and and there mm-hmm. is this shift like you're saying. I love a lot of season 4 because it is 
community with heart without the cynical beat that comes after yeah, it with Dan. Yeah. Like when season, that's why there's a lot of season five and that's why I don't like season six is because by season six, Dan is just like, I want to kill my show. I'm done with my mm-hmm. show. And I'm mad that I've said six seasons in a movie, <laughs> like yeah. three seasons ago. And now yeah. these people like mm-hmm. want me to do this thing and I'm done with, I'm ready to move on. And you can get that sense. Whereas in season four, there was a lot of things that they struggled with. I know that the writers struggled with not having Dan there because he used to harmonize scripts. Like that was a thing that he did and he would be there to kind of pull them together. And I also know that there's a lot of great stuff that happened in season four because Dan wasn't there. Certainly. They had a lot of freedom to go home and to their <laughs> families you know like that, I can't not celebrate that yeah. like I want you to have families and lives and less stressful working environments and so that that is something to be celebrated and there is that that kind of joy without the beat after it's that's like oh here's the punchline though we can't really let them be happy yeah um, absolutely. that happens in season four and I love that and so there is this huge mixed thing because I do see so many times of people and that's where I just get upset because I'm like, don't knock on season four. Like season four had the people who were working behind the scenes in seasons three and two. Yeah. And they were working in incredibly stressful environments then and toxic toxic work environments. And they were also incredibly stressed in season four because no matter what they gave us, it was never going to be enough for yeah. us. Like, yeah. so how can you how can you sit there and be like, wow, this season is just terrible, suck, skip it. I'm like, no, this season may not have my favorite episodes of all of Community, but you know what? I look at it and I appreciate it because I know how hard they all worked. I know how much the crew and cast and writers and everyone put into this. And... I do know that there is some celebration for me and Dan not being there because yeah. there is something that just doesn't ever come back after this season yeah. that the show kind of loses. Um, right. And that's that may be a hot take, but I am I've stood firm on that since the season aired. I was like, I like this season. I'm okay with this season. There is good in the season. There's also real bad in the season. Yeah. But that's also true of every season of that's television true. you ever watch. Yeah. So. I think there's really strong points on both sides. Because for one example that comes to mind for me is I love that they get to go home early, but I think in a in a Harmon led season they would have been he wouldn't have been like, Yeah, we can just drop the one shot thing. We don't need it for yeah. the Christmas episode. He would have been like, No, we've started it. It's it's already it. baked into it. We have to see it through. And sure, it's great that someone else can be like well, no, we can just all go home and make this look <laughs> good how it is. But I, I do think it does miss a little a little something. I don't know. It, it, and this it, is it, also the hard. first season that had a shortened episode count, too. This is I the first time a lot. we had a shortened season. And so we would see, we'll see that play out later on in more short seasons. But, like, they not only had to be Dan Harmon list, but they mm. also only had... 13 episodes. Sure. They're like, yeah. yeah, can you make the exact same show, but with, like, half of an episode like season mm-hmm. count that you usually do cool cool i like, feel like part of like just what you mentioned jen about <clears throat> them being harmonless i feel like that is a really big reason why this season feels off for me not because it's it lacks dan Harmon, but because like they are aware that they lack dan Harmon, and i feel like yeah, they try yeah, to get yeah. to that point and so, so are we times. the audience i mean yeah yeah i i'm okay with shows changing mm-hmm. um but 
like and I, again i i didn't think about this before but jen like you said there's that hint of cynicism behind the wholesomeness that dan Harmon does provide and like i'm not a Harmonite or whatever but like i i love rick and morty it, i just so happened like didn't really piece it together until maybe after season one of rick and morty but i was like oh my god like this is the guy that made community okay yeah I, <laughs> like yeah um and i feel like part of why rick and morty hits with me like emotionally like it is a lot of crude humor and just we're gonna draw as many butts in one frame as possible because we think it's funny and i i I love that level of just child humor, but at the same time, there are some episodes that, like, you do not expect them to hit, and then they hit, you know? Um, And I feel like, like, in my head, the most powerful episode of Community (laughs) is the geothermal escapism, like the the Mm -hmm. hot lava scene where Troy has to say goodbye to Abed. Like, there was... Like, I feel like he delivered the very wholesome note, but still with the, like, layer of ridiculousness of, like, Sure, we're we're saying goodbye to to Donald Glover. We're saying goodbye to Troy, our favorite character, one of our favorite mm-hmm. characters. But like, there's still that twinge of just like this is a little ridiculous. Like, they, yeah, they pulled the boat up yeah. onto. <laughs> the <laughs> one Maybe like, we should, shouldn't have started a sea <laughs> yeah. adventure from but, landlocked Colorado. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. With with this, I'm trying to find the, the name of the episode, but um, where Jeff meets his dad and is with Britta. Love like, that episode. Cooperative escape yeah. and familiar relation. Yes. Like, yes. that was just straight up, mm-hmm. like, okay, we're only going character development. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's better or worse because of that, but I yeah. feel like you kind of notice, especially after three seasons, mm-hmm. um, you notice yeah. the pure wholesomeness. It just kind of yeah. feels off. Like, it's not bad. It's not better. It's just... It feels Different. off from what community has delivered so far. Yeah. What's really funny to me, and I always cha- I challenge people all the time, because I'm like, this is such a throwaway line, but also mm-hmm. I feel like everyone should be aware of it in Seasons 5 premiere, where they talk about the gas leak year. Mm-hmm. And Jeff explicitly says, oh, come on, you can't blame it all on the gas leak year. I'm like... For all of the people who are talking about how bad season four is, that's Dan being like very meta, like, the problems didn't start in season four, though, did they? Like, yeah. I mean, like, how much more clear can you be? That's why I'm always like, but he yeah. knows. He knows that the problems, because I think that the, my biggest issue is people thinking, like, season four is the problem, and there were no problems before mm-hmm. this. Like, I have problems with season fine. three. Season yeah, three season in three its worst moments was a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's the season biggest thing is, all over that. <laughs> I think it's an easier target for people, but I think it's it would behoove everyone to rewatch in light of... Like, yeah, Dan was here and there were still issues. Yeah. So what's your yeah. excuse now? Yeah. Like, well, now, the, yeah. The, the so. problem with season four through six in general is that lack of continuity. It's not, like, Dan's a mm-hmm. part of that. Him leaving and coming Agreed. back and the cast leaving and some people coming. Like, all that, that's a par- all yeah. individual parts of it. Season four seems like it's got the target on its back because of the Dan issue, but you brought up, like, the shortened season run. That's a huge Mm -hmm. thing. Like, the fact that it was canceled midway through the season before. Yeah. I doubt they were planning ahead much of season four when they were doing season three. Like, they might have been with previous seasons, you know? Like, it's... Mm -hmm. It's a lot going on that has nothing to do with Dan. That, <laughs> there, you know, there really or is were, to do with yeah. Dan, but like because he caused it because he's you know, yeah, maybe well, exactly. the best boss all the time. You know, I'm like, like so yeah, yeah. so if yeah. If nothing else had changed except Dan had been fired in season four, if it had been 22 episodes, every other writer stayed on, every yeah. producer, yeah. like it might have yeah. been the best season yet. You never know. It's like they yeah. but they were dealing with way more than just that. You know? Yeah, sure. exactly. 
Before we segue into talking about the worst episodes of the season, I think a couple of the good things about the season, I mean, it's the last season where we really have the full cast. I mean, give or take whether we really have Pierce or not sometimes. (laughs) Uh, There are good moments with Pierce. There are good moments with Troy, who we're soon to leave. Or soon to lose, and it's it's nice to have everyone together. It's even got some of those season one vibes in some of its episodes, mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, stories that are conceptually small that just allow the characters to kind of go off one another in a school setting, and and that's something that I think season five kind of loses that I that I like about season four. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Let's talk it's about like the, the worst episodes. Yeah. No, go ahead. Make your point. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that, that, I agree. Everything you said, I agree with. I, I like that this is like. In some ways, it feels like Community died at the end of every season, starting with season <laughs> it's true, three. It's true, yeah. Did. Um, yeah, sure. Both in being canceled and just, like, creatively, like, yeah. full mm-hmm. stop, and then they have to kind of repilot every season. Yeah. Um, and this being the first of those, again, it's like it still kind of loses... It doesn't feel like as much a part of the first three seasons as those three seasons all definitely feel like one one thing. But it in having every other piece be in, intact on screen at least with the cast like mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I i think even just like the 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 tonal shift we were talking about before once dan comes back like this is the last se- happy season of community yeah. this is the last colorful yeah. season yeah. of yes. community this is the, the last, last bright season, season. <laughs> the last season the, like where they could afford a full set worth of lights apparently yeah. because season <laughs> 5 is darker than doom then like, season 6 they're in the basement <laughs> in yahoo's like yeah, defunct like... studio <laughs> It's the last season where people get to be happy. Yeah. That's honestly what I would mm-hmm. like to say is like I if you watch from season and that's the big I mean I have a lot of issues with things that happen be, if you listen to our podcast you know I have a lot of issues. I have qualms, lots of qualms. Um <laughs> But, I, I mean, it's the last season where people get a chance to be genuinely happy with no kind of caveat at the end, with no cynical punch, with no big thing yeah. that happens to take their happiness and joy away because Dan undoes all that happiness in the first episode he comes back in. Uh, so I would like to venture to say that this is the last season until maybe the series finale that people are actually, these characters are actually happy. Like, that's, that's, I would say so. That just made me think, I think someone could be less, not knowing anything behind the scenes, be less turned off by three into four as they are by four into five because it's so much darker. All of a sudden, everybody's depressed as hell. I get why Dan had a huge chip on his shoulder coming back, probably not just because of being fired, but I think it it was a wake-up call for him in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways. And then to be, like, given the keys back with a lot of... I, I mean, I get why he's probably pissed and why he's probably upset at himself. But that makes a bigger difference in the show's tone than I think three and four it's, does. It's also yeah. interesting because seasons five and six, and this might be getting into super weeds, like seasons mm. five and six, it almost shifts to where Dan comes back and now Jeff is his avatar rather than Instead Abed, of Abed because sure. mm-hmm. Jeff becomes a functional alcoholic. We don't address it. We do, but then he becomes violent. And it's like a whole thing that I have so many issues with. Yeah. But you, like you're saying, like, Dan comes back and everything shifts and he you can tell that he's (laughs) bitter and cynical and whether or not you can understand his reasonings it's like if you can tell that I don't know if that's a good thing I don't feel like that's great to be able to feel (laughs) now that I'm celebrating season five coming back and all of a sudden all of my characters are destroyed within the first episode because you've crushed all of their hopes and dreams and spirits and character development so yeah. yeah when i talk to like less 
more casual community fans it's always the when Troy leaves that I I hear as like the shift of like yeah you know, like, I like would when agree. Michael left the office or whatever I'd like you always like when did the show become bad like a, a lot of people say yeah. it's when Troy leaves and that's because you know they might maybe they do or don't know about the behind the scenes stuff but that's the most clear mm-hmm. on screen indicator that something major has shifted because again like even Pierce they were sort of by like, the yeah. time he's gone he'd been gone for. 15 yeah, Pierce is three, like whatever. We expect him to go. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I, I don't know. My my hot take is that they probably should have just not brought him back after season two. Like I think that's. Yeah. I think his story was over there, and they yeah. really struggled. I mean, my probably my biggest issue, one of my biggest issues with this season is that they're really struggling to find. Yeah. Like Pierce is not only is he barely in it, literally, but like even the episodes he's in, it's like we're doing this again. Like sure. he, his dialogue just is like it's like, like, like we're done. Oh my Pierce god, the episode stuff, where yeah. he is it in this season where he puts like the characters on his hands <laughs> yeah. and yep. he, he's got like a, yeah. a, a racially insensitive yeah. caricatures on his hands. Yeah. Oh when yeah. That episode didn't get. I do think it is. This that one. was one of the first ones where I was like, if we're talking about pulling episodes, here, yeah, like, that <laughs> that in season three, Chang yeah. Dynasty, I'm like, excuse you, like, yeah. but also, yeah, no, I I feel like Pierce's stories are in season four are retreads of things they did better in season one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's a lot of conversations and things that like, I'll talk about it in a little bit. There's one specific episode where I was like, this Jeff storyline with you was done better in season one it's the same story well because they have him for like a day a week uh (laughs) uh, chevy's already pissed when the when the scripts are like sappy i mean you can't get the man to do anything so what can you do but like tell a story with him in like six lines give or take i mean (laughs) that is something that i truly don't hold against the show because he just clearly is not here to play And, and it is sad even though dan Harmon leaving is for the best it's sad that he had to leave so they could keep pierce and this is what we get out of Pierce after that. That that sucks. I I think season yeah, four would have been better without the whole. Is Pierce going to be in this episode? No. Okay. Yeah. Um. Ed, back to what you were saying about like casual fans thinking like the the show dropped off after Troy left. Definitely the first time I watched through the show, that was my feeling as well. Is like I I don't think I thought season four was the best of the show for sure, but there were a couple episodes that I really enjoyed, so it was, you know, just fine for me. But after Troy left is when I, you know, stopped being as invested in the show. And I think that definitely like you know, looking at the show from a more um detailed and kind of in a more like critical lens, now I think, you know, I see a lot of issues with season four, but at the time I wasn't really worried about it and I was just happy to be watching the show. Well, I think that's a good segue. Let's start with our bottom episodes of the season. I think we're each going to give our bottom four, mm-hmm. whether it's in a particular order or not. Uh, and I just say we go one at a time. So does anybody feel led to, to get us started? I can go. <laughs> okay, okay popcorn. Go for it. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So I, I think I said before we started recording, I ended up rewatching this whole season the last day. So that's I insane. just ranked everything. Um, and I tiered them in genuinely good community solid attempt at community which is most of the episodes <laughs> yeah and then my bottom two which is community and name alone um <laughs> so yeah i guess you want me to go like bottom to fourth from Dealer's bottom choice fourth, but okay. i'll probably go like least worst to worst worst okay um so yeah my my 10 out of 13 then my bottom four uh um which i would put in the solid attempt at community category these these first two are conventions of space and time wow and economics of marine biology okay um Mm -hmm. i i actually enjoy both these episodes quite a bit 
Jen, I think uh, uh, marine biology was yeah, the one you were referring to with the Pierce plotline. I think that is such a dud, especially because Jeff learns just, mm-hmm. like, the worst lesson from it. Like, mm-hmm. like you can do, like, we're too mean to Pierce sometimes, and they've done it before, and they've done yeah. it well, but, like, having it be like, no, he's all right, now I'm going to go back Stoop and make homophobic level. jokes yeah. with him. Yeah. Like, and that's the lesson I'm going to take away from this, is that it's fun to be ignorant around older guys. Yeah. Like, the whole point of, like, many episodes of yep. Community is that if Jeff grows up and becomes Pierce, that's going to be a bad thing, mm-hmm. and this episode is just him embracing that future like it's awful um but i i actually i find the whale stuff funny and i I like the um uh, like magnitude uh having to come up with a new uh, i like (laughs) the way they incorporate him Um, (laughs) and conventions of space and time i think is like again like i'm not a huge fan of the this the b plot with jeff and annie um i felt very much like they were trying to do what they thought community and like that dynamic was but they what didn't really feel true to the characters um and there's other, you know, there's good jokes. It just felt like a, like something that would have been better in like a season two or season three mm-hmm. um, episode. But then my bottom two uh, are history 101, which mm-hmm. I think is like mm. has jokes I like, but it's it's so like every character is mm-hmm. just representing whatever their surface mm-hmm. level character yeah. trait is, and like that that kind of is brought even more to the surface when the whole joke of Abed going into these different mm-hmm. like versions is like everyone's getting more and more caricatured mm-hmm. and more flanderized, you know, but that's like on the on the surface real level that's still happening, so it just it doesn't really work. Um and then yeah, my bottom episode is the finale. Um yeah. so I think this the bookends of this mm-hmm. season are are the weakest parts, which is a shame because that's what you're going to be thinking about the most. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, that that finale, uh they really they really thought that they really were trying to tell me with word, with specifically in dialogue, tell me that the episode was awesome and yeah. they had really nailed yes. it. Um, That's the last I thing wish. you should ever do, even if your episode yeah. is awesome, because it just begs. They would have gotten sarcastic. away with it too if it weren't for the kids. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I think like story wise, I thought like the actual end of the episode was like heartwarming and nice, and I I didn't mind like that, but like I just you know it, it just was kind of. A mess getting there. I don't know. It would. Yeah. It, it, it's a dud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Bo, do you have a question? To, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, see. That's the thing. In my head, I'm like, oh, this is like a good segue because, like, that's also my least favorite episode. But internally, it didn't come out obviously as smoothly because I raised my hand on an audio. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, just to, to take the the spotlight for a bit, yeah. my. So if that's if the finale is my least favorite episode of the season, my second to least favorite episode of the season is the felt surrogacy one. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, just the puppet episode. Mm-hmm. And it is... I just want to get it out of the way because I know that people like this episode, or some people like this episode. It's so popular. It is purely because I'm a puppet. Like, it, puppets are just... It, it's a medium that I can't, like... Mm-hmm. It takes me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched Pan's Labyrinth, uh, like, maybe two months ago. Like, I'd seen it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I understand why this is amazing, but every time I see Doug Jones do like this with his fingers, I can take <laughs> I can appreciate the artistry. I can appreciate the acting. True. But it takes me out of it. George mm-hmm. Costanza's in the forest. Why? So Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> why? Like, and with just, an absolutely beautiful head of hair, too. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? Gorgeous. Why? <laughs> like, it, 
I don't think questions. that was a costuming choice. I think that was just what he was doing. <laughs> pure like, Jason Alexander. Yeah. yeah. I just, I really who I forget like, is in that episode every single time. Yeah. I've been remember watching it. a lot of Seinfeld lately, and it's nice to see him play a kind of, I mean, not cool because he feeds them uh, forest berries, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's nice definition to see him play cool. a not George kind of mm-hmm. character, you know? Um, I just, a, a less, uh, less George-like person. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like Part of why this ep- or this season in general feels off to me is because they they try so hard and they get so close. And, and in the in end, my head, it didn't it doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like it should. Wow. A community puppet episode should work. Like, yeah. Like I'm not a fan of claymation, mm-hmm. but I still like. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as I like, I have the bias against that episode, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't watch it every Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good episode of TV. Yeah. But with, with this, it just feels like they didn't have enough faith in the, okay, well, we're going to do a special episode with puppets. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, what else? Like, and then yeah. what? And then mm-hmm. what? And then like, what? There and is no what? and else. Yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, what should be like a series of really messed up reveals, which why is that necessary for our characters in mm-hmm. this show? Um we kind of drop it after that. So I'm like, yeah. I don't really, it felt unnecessarily extra with no real payoff in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, next I have basic human anatomy. Whoa. <gasps> I, I just don't, mm. I, I hate wow. the gimmick. I hate the gimmick. I was excited to see if all of our lists were going to kind of line up and I can already see I that can they tell are you not. Wow. No, yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, but go ahead. Damn. State your business. Again, this is just me being off my phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and the crumbling the, continues. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't care about the Troy and Britta relationship, and then after a while, I accepted it. And then you want to end it in a way that feels too like, like as soon as Troy does the like, oh, and oh no, I'm actually I'm Abed now. Like as Britta, as an adult. Yeah. You you break up and you don't look back. Like in yeah, my Britta's head, like, isn't this happens. cute and quirky? Yeah, like oh, I yeah, have I'm no go say on, like, in this. anniversary date with my boyfriend's best yeah. friend. Sure, sure. No, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. It makes me respect all characters involved less. Interesting, by far. Um, and then my, I'm hurt. Like I, I'll not turn it off. But um, economics of marine biology, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. I like it purely because of the scene where Magnitude gets Pop Pop taken from him. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Like, yeah. unironically, I think that's hilarious. You're but never to say else, Pop Pop again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really funny. Like, everything else in that episode is just... In my head, it is filling space until that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the Archie character was fine, the fact that he never showed up again means nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, and I honestly, I forget. Because in my head, the image of Pierce and Jeff sitting in the barbershop, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's a wholesome moment. And then I remember then you the watch actual, it. Like, it's not, you yeah. watch it. And you're like, oh, so, like, Jeff is just taking five steps back as a person with mm-hmm. this episode. Like, for nothing. Like he, he should in this episode he should have been the lazy Jeff that would have been yeah. progression for his character and it wasn't. Um, Jeff Je- Jeff's not some fucking like front of the line ally or anything, but the homophobia really bothers me because yeah. he's like there are characters that are more blatant. Like Britta has been more blatantly homophobic yeah. in the past, and it's like 
just be consistent with your character's bigotries. That's all I'm saying. Like <laughs> Jeff yeah. doesn't ask like, come any on. questions because he's not homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I can pick up there because sure. uh, to go from four to one, four is economics of marine biology. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure this is the episode with the physical education education storyline, which is the only thing yeah. I appreciate yeah. from this episode because yeah, it's the only bit of Shirley that we get in this like in a story where she's not being a wife or mom or Christian and that's not the focus season four does more with Shirley than any of the other seasons combined Mm -hmm. and this is one of those maybe moments where well for growth I would say or something beyond her because really season one is still oh Shirley's so judgy she's a Christian she's homophobic she's Mm -hmm. like that's basically her persona and she doesn't really change a whole lot okay but we learn so much more about Shirley as the seasons progress but we only learn them in little bits but in season four we learn that she's on the valedictorian track we learn that she's really good at physical education education Mm -hmm. we get (laughs) a chance to see her outside of the study group we see her family like they actually cared about Shirley as a character in season four and then Dan came back and I'm just gonna leave it there Um, and so so that's that's the only bit of the story that I actually like the rest of it I'm just kind of like it it was there it's a thing that happened Mm-hmm. Um, isn't the isn't the PEE also the only Troy and Shirley plot? Yeah, in the ever. Series? Yeah, is pretty that much. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure that's the only substantial Shirley and Troy story. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're together in the sailing class, but it's not really just them. Yeah, it's just the two of them in that one. That's it's nice. Just the two of it's them. a cool dynamic. How nice! If only community had <laughs> done that more. <laughs> What, like a C-plot in a season four episode? Yeah. Wow, it only took Dan Harmon leaving for them to be like, wow, there are other character pairings, and Shirley is a, is a fully realized person? Who'd I didn't want to make the joke, but it, 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 there's an, it, and it's always sunny, the whole, like, there's a bit where he's like, well, we don't, like, we need to have more black guys in the bar. Mm-hmm. So that we can have diversity, but we don't need we don't want too many black guys in the bar because then yeah. it'll look then it's a black, black bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. So I think community <laughs> didn't do that because they're just like if someone's just flipping through the channels and they see two black people on screen for more than five minutes, then they'll think it's, it's a black, black show. show. Click Change off. it. Flip it. Click off. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, we we rewrote this episode on our pod is heroic wow. origins. Okay. Uh, cool. I'd be interested. I haven't listened to that. That's interesting. The whole story really just falls apart pretty easily. Again, it goes yeah. back to the whole, like, this is something that I feel like they could have done better. And, of course, as Matt from Communities points out, there's a <laughs> lot of – the script was, like, thrown together, essentially. So it makes sense as to why this was not – there's just a lot of plot holes in this one that you're like, mm-hmm. that – I don't – you you did not tell me this. Like also, Surely there's something kids that would remember who Abed is. Directly <laughs> contradicts this later on. So they you can tell that it was something that we we were kind of being like, oh cool. Well, if it had because uh, the conflict is also contrived. Like mm-hmm. Shirley being mad at Jeff because mm-hmm. he did something before yeah. she. Like, it just doesn't feel like a real conflict, and then the resolution is just kind of like, like you can't just slap Greendale's where I belong kind of feel sure. on a scene and call it good this one y'all haven't <laughs> mentioned yet but advanced documentary filmmaking is mm-hmm. number two because i cannot changnesia is something that we repeat like we repeatedly forgot mm-hmm. and it wasn't even a joke when we were talking about season four we were like 
hey, so yeah, there was also that story. That's line. the first yeah. time it's been mentioned all night. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, wow, nobody's mentioned Chang Niji yet, this whole convo. It just, it, it, I can't watch this episode because also I just hate Chang Nisha and I, mm-hmm. the documentary episodes were mm-hmm. so good before this that I was like, yeah. this, two of the best of the entire run. This Changnesia and then Jeff being aggressively, like, continually terrible. It's just one of those cringe yeah. episodes that, like, happen early office that I felt like I was like, oh, gosh, I can't watch this. I don't want to watch this. And then number yeah. one is Intro to Felt Surrogacy. Um, I have talked about this. I talked about this on pod. I, I wasn't expecting rehash. that. I did not I, know this. I, I will know. not rehash all of this. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of issues I have with it. I th- feel like puppets would have could have worked better if there was yeah. some sort of better emotional core behind it. It's a rehash sure. of the same kind of story. Oh no, the group has secrets. Oh no, we gotta let them out. Oh no, we gotta fight. Yeah. The one thing that really sets this over the edge for me that I was so mad about at the time and <laughs> continue to be mad about is that there's a joke about Annie being sexually harassed by yeah. a professor. And that is so not even, like, remotely okay. Mm-hmm. And they make it a joke in the mm-hmm. show. Like, oh, don't you, I'm, do you guys think that I'm a slut now? I'm like, you were yeah. sexually harassed by a professor that repeatedly in this season they said was a sexual harasser. And yeah. given also now everything that we know about community, that is the worst. It leaves the worst yeah. possible mm-hmm. taste in my mouth for this show and that is not even in like season six i have my issues but like that particularly still makes me so so uncomfortable Hmm. and mad um and so i cannot like that episode i can't respect that episode for the fact that they had that be annie's secret and that be like a runner throughout the season is cornwallis is someone who has been fired because he harasses women Mm mm-hmm and let's play it for jokes. For yeah. there to be no, that. like, obviously they shouldn't it's have done it at good. all. But it's not like they're doing it to set up Cornwallis getting fired for, t- like, it's a no, joke that's not it's funny. it's a joke that, that plays out in a again. song on yeah. this dumb, using my dumb fucking episode. Like, I yeah. can't, I can't do it. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I, I rewatched it and I was like, you know what? It still made my blood boil. And wow. so for that, I and because Annie is also my favorite character, to have her be the brunt sure. of that and to have no cons again, no consequences. no consequences. Like you said, Bo, like this episode has no consequences for anything the rest of the season or <laughs> series. So. It's so throwaway cool. that when we get to the secret like I have to actively remember why any like why they yeah. were puppets in the first place i forgot that there were secrets until i rewatched it like and i've seen the show a thousand times i forgot that there were secrets in the first place yeah when they yeah. get to the campfire for like, there to be this whole like air around them where they can't talk to each other and really none mm-hmm. of them have anything to them it would have no. made more sense if they like all got drugged and like had sex with each other or something and now it's really awkward and they can't talk to each other or, yeah also like, uh, like, I d- uh, just, also yeah. Abed's lack of secret yeah. again regressing huh. Abed as a character being like oh I just noticed your faces I'm like we're in season four y'all yeah. like stop pretending that Abed is either yeah. a robot a computer whatever yeah. you pretend he is and he's not a human with yeah. emotions at mm. this point it's just like consistent with that I know in the season because this no. is the same season with her story of dance where he's like 
aloof and like mm-hmm. the Abed that we know is actually Abed and I not just yeah. the, the Flanderization. I didn't even really know, notice it until we did the, our episode about it and my friend pointed it out and I was he's like I don't buy it I don't buy it like I hate that Abed doesn't have a secret because <laughs> yeah. he, he, he studies the their faces and that's he notices that they're upset like what are we what are we in season one and yeah anyway I have lots of qualms with that well, that was awesome. I wasn't expecting that, and I loved it. Go ahead, um, Off of that, my number four is Intro to Felt Surrogacy. Wow, that bad. least favorite. Yeah, I I love Sarah Bareilles, and I was really excited to watch love this one her. again. And then I was Waste like, wow, her. this sucked. I <laughs> was not a big fan. I mean, they they could have done such a better, like, I don't know. There's You have puppets. You, like, make these great puppets. You have, like, great puppeteers. They're doing awesome puppetry with them. And you have like a shit story and it sucks because yeah. like it was just such a wasted opportunity and it's just a frustrating episode to think about. I mean, there's a lot of jokes that aren't funny. The I don't know. It's just one that could have been great, but was very far from it for me. So that's my number four. Uh, my number three was History 101. A lot of bad in that one. Um, the things that I like almost like, they ruin. So they're not worth watching I mean, enough's been said about that one uh my number two is economics of marine biology i did not like that episode at all i like archie was fine he did nothing wrong but he is inconsequential because he never comes back the jeff in the old timey <laughs> uh, misogynistic homophobic racist ass barber shop is one of my least favorite images of the entire series Leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You were mad about me... that one. I remember. I was, now. and we had a long They're discussion. Like, I, don't, I don't know if that's really what's happening. I'm like, yes, Zach. <laughs> what do you think it is? You know? They are sure all like, wow, those were the days, huh? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> back when you know you could smack whoever you want on the street. It's fine. I'm a white man in America. You know, and then that's like that's the that's not what the show is about. That's not who we want Jeff to be. If Jeff is supposed to be, you know, especially you know in the from season five on, Jeff is especially the the main the main person who we're supposed to you know view as this guy we like who's grown, but that was him being a worse version of season one Jeff. Somehow they pulled that <laughs> off, so really not big into that one. And then my least favorite episode of the season was the finale. That's just a hot mess express. It's like they're like you know what this is the last one we got. Let's just burn it to the goddamn ground. <laughs> I, hey, but at least robot arm Jeff. Cool the whole like I oh just, wait I'm the king of this world it just logistically doesn't make any sense we talked about this like how is the darkest timeline in Jeff's head now when it's only been established to be an op- like why is he visualizing it, Abed talking with sense. Abed yeah, if it's all in Jeff's he head why does he have an Abed subplot how does he know all of these things how does he know everything about the darkest timeline because he clearly can't know oh, any of this stuff yeah. like, I just I feel I, like they they knew what community was but like Did didn't they? necessarily. And okay, that so one? I, I feel like they knew they what community was. was, but they didn't know what it meant to us because like, mm. obviously we know, like if you're just watching the show, like the first time through, you're not really like loving it, loving it. You're just like, I'm going to finish it and see what happens. Yeah. Like, I still think that the, on surface level, the idea of, hey, this could be the last episode of Community ever. We're going to go all out. We're going to bring back paintball. We're going to bring back the darkest mm-hmm. timeline. We're going to have uh, <laughs> we're going to have uh, the dean 
looking like he's going to marry Jeff. Like, mm-hmm. it, we're going to give everything that you would want. But it's just so, like, it should have worked. On paper, it should have worked. But we know, oh, well, this is only an Abed <laughs> thing, so why would yeah. Jeff? Jeff has been completely, like, they didn't, they well, completely <sighs> underestimated how annoying we are as a the, fan base. The biggest thing that I <laughs> that I pointed out, too, in, uh, when we talked about this, um, was that, like, Paintball and The Darkest Timeline inherently have, like, no real emotional core. Like, they're just kind yeah. of fun things that happen in community. So it's, like, to weight it in something that's super heavy and emotional didn't work mm. because these are just kind of throwaway line, like throwaway scenes, throwaway fun things that community makes reference to. And logistically, it didn't quite work. I, I love the idea of, again, con- in concept, Jeff struggling with leaving yeah. everyone else being okay. I think that the the speech he gives is beautiful and I love it. But like it's the execution of what how he gets there. I, I feel like that if we took away paintball and that it could have been so much better well i i I hear what you guys are all saying but i think you guys missed that they made paintball cool again so all your points are i said that i made that i said do we count it as paintball they they but they made it cool guys it's okay it's all right it's fine there's no real logistical explanation of how that works anyway do they just reappear because apparently britta's or pierce has done this multiple times to themselves (laughs) like they're not dead they come back somehow anyway uh, my bottom four, Pulse. I'll do real quick. My uh, least worst, I put History 101. I remember watching it for the first time as it premiered, and the second they pulled down the Hunger Deans banner, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. we might be in trouble, trouble. <laughs> uh, it just feels like one of my biggest issues with season four is uh, uh, trying to reference something just for the sake of referencing something or because community is the show that does that rather than having it. Be, I, I don't know, it feels like the emotional through line of Abed seeing things this way is an afterthought. But the Hunger Deans is like, a, put it in the commercial so people think it's the Hunger Games. Um, uh, third, I've got, uh, no, that's wrong list. Third, I've got advanced documentary filmmaking. I really hate that in that episode, the Changdeja stuff is bad, but it's kind of funny when it's just Kevin acting ridiculously. Mm-hmm. But that episode asks us to believe that most people believe it's real. <laughs> And yeah. that's the second yes. that, I, that I lose it. <laughs> and the fact that everyone is so believing him and that he's doing such a good job covering it up. And then the last moments of the episode, he like loudly takes a phone call in the hallway and evil laughs about how, oh, all you idiots. I don't know. It's stupid. And especially <laughs> when in name it ties itself to two of the best episodes of the, yeah. the whole show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough. Uh, my second worst, I've got, I'm surprised nobody mentioned this one, Alternative History of the German Invasion. That was I think almost is my just number four. A dreadful episode. It's like, e- economics uh, was almost my my fourth worst, but I don't know, that one just ceases to, I, don't, I just feel nothing about that episode. The, the German one, I don't know, they didn't even bring back Nick Kroll, who was the only funny one in the first episode. Yeah, they couldn't afford episode. him. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm sure they couldn't afford him. I don't know, that episode... I doubt that was by choice. I doubt that <laughs> yeah. was a yeah. choice to have his, car- like his cousin or whatever. Yeah. It makes me like. feel nothing. I can't even remember without Googling what else happens in that episode, really. <laughs> At Actually, all. that I, pretty that, much that is the A. I, really like, that's, I think that's pretty much one of the rare ones where we really only have an A yeah. sort of I A. I think there's a Chang, Nisha, a Chang and it's Dean thing in there. Kind oh, of. there is. But Isn't it's there? so. I forget about Of all that. the episodes to make the A plot the, the, the star of it, there is no A plot 
in it, really. That, I hate that one. And then the worst. I love the of moment course, when they're all all their chairs are breaking though. Like that's, that's the, I yeah, do love that, that, that the study group gets their comeuppance. I love yeah. that they get the flashbacks of like when they've that. hogged the study room before. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, I like it does have that, that they have to learn that like yeah. someone group, lost they a kind pen. of suck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the whole school hates these people. Like yeah. obviously, wouldn't you hate them too? It felt like a. It felt to me this episode felt like a follow up to another episode I know people don't love, but I'm a fan of um, the Todd episode in season. I love oh my that gosh, episode. I love that episode because they're just the, that's the episode they're where the awful. study group are the bad guys. They yeah. are the out and out. They're, they ha- are just bad people. Yeah, and so they're, they're not the it's always sunny cast or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're. They're not great, and yeah. I like that this episode calls them out on it. Um, so that's my defense of that, even though I, I had it in, like, the middle of the pack. Yeah. I don't think it's that mm-hmm. good or bad, but, yeah. And then worst of the worst, uh, other than Jen, I think, did we all say it? Advanced Introduction to Finality? Bo, did you say that one, too? Was that everyone's... Everyone yeah. else's least favorite. No, I, I, I piggybacked off of Ed with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this one. Uh, the, one of the biggest things that I don't like about Season 4 is whenever they do something like... Remember, we're community. We're the show that does this, and you love it. Remember, yeah. uh, Garrett, Crisis Alert. Ha, 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 you guys. Remember? Uh, and I feel like that episode does it the worst. It almost feels like if you put all the scripts of community into an AI and had it yeah, write a community and it had to write episode. An episode. It's like you got Timeline, totally. you got Paintball. Uh, I don't know. I really hate it. And especially that it, in some ways has these series finale vibes, I think mm-hmm. makes it even worse. The fact that it's maybe the series finale and there's nothing of closure or, or yeah. forward momentum for anyone but Jeff at all. I mean, yeah, like, but also in season three, was there really either? Like season three would have kind of ended with some dangling threads of people. Like we okay, really just got a like, story. I don't love that I mean, episode that's, either. Yeah. There was no Annie. <laughs> Annie would have had no, Yeah, well, and I'm, I'm just saying, sure. like, community yeah, doesn't that. do a good job of doing that until it gets to its series finale. Yeah. Like yeah. it really doesn't close up any stories because I think that they always wanted that open door. I I just like the I like the speech and, and as much as we all hate Pierce, I do love that this is like the last season where we actually get the whole the whole group. It's mm-hmm. the last season yeah. finale where we have that. So That's why I like the ending. I just think it's I do like, like the ending. I think nice it's everything to... like to get I, I like the concept. I don't know. I you don't, said just earlier know. about whatever episode you put on Greendale is where I belong over it. At the end of that episode, after this whole what I feel the, like that's the darkest good, timeline's real and it's not real and what this all f-ing sucks. And then okay, at the end the of the episode, Jeff they're like, "But now his... it's all happy." So, but it's less end. about. I mean, like, I yeah, I get that, but it's less about. It's less about the the heart of Jeff leaving and struggling and the whole group being fine with it because they're totally okay with him going they're like we're sending you off on a party and jeff's the one having an existential crisis i do love that jeff doesn't give this big speech he just tells them that he loves him it's very early 21st romantic expressionism like Mm -hmm. speech text that he sends and i like it for that reason but like it's middle of the pack for me it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like it's with history 101 of like they're there they exist. Mm-hmm. They're a thing. It doesn't make me mad the way that the that one makes, my one blood makes boil. me mad. I, what made but. me so mad when we were talking about it was I was like, if this was the last episode of Community, I think that like the entire reputation of the show would be mm-hmm. not as... I don't know. I think it would not be viewed as... Um, it would be, Jen, one of your like tragic cancellation shows. You know, That's what it would be in that same vein of. is something I that mean, like could have been good, but then like sour... 
at the end, you know, whereas it got six whole seasons. So I think the two yeah. even if you like five and six, but... not as much as the first couple, sure. I do feel like rounding out the series with those last couple seasons and and taking it to an end in a different way, I do think does fill out the show nicely. I think I do like it better as a whole with the six seasons than I would have with the four seasons. I don't think I would watch season four very much if it was the last season. Sure. I agree with that, but let's not, like, and I think the series finale is great, and I enjoy season six more than season four, but let's not act like community going out with a whimper on Yahoo screen uh, (laughs) is a better, like, I don't know if it ending at season four with this finale would have destroyed the reputation of those first three seasons any more than ending on Yahoo screen did. Yeah, I think it would have just been like a, oh, like, yeah, we wish, like, it kind of is the, it ties things up, and it's like uh, the dream of what could have been. It's not like they ended it on a cliffhanger, and now I'm so mad because Dan Harmon doesn't get a chance to, you know, tell his six seasons or whatever like they they knew they weren't gonna do that they were (laughs) cognizant and like we're gonna wrap things up jeff graduates it's season four that has always kind of been the plan we were headed in so that's what happens and it's like cool so if that's the end then jeff graduated and i like i said before i will defend this they all end the season happy they're fine (laughs) they're great that's where I could leave them because in season five and six, I struggle with coming back and leaving them repeatedly yeah. being worse off than they were in season four. Can I I'm just saying. start the list of favorite episodes yeah, of the go season? Right ahead. Because I noticed that it. two of my favorites, Zach, are in your least favorite list. Wow. wow. And I want to a lukewarm defense for both of them. Um, <laughs> so the German invasion episode. It's Jesus, my, like, okay. It's like my third favorite of the... Purely for the just... Fuck it. This episode's a cartoon now. Like, really going all into, like, this is dumb. We're going to have dumb German accents. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like I'm uh, being disrespectful because, like, I don't know the Nick Kroll replacement's name. Sure. Only that he's Nick Kroll's replacement. It's the guy that tried to bang Pam in the office, isn't it? Yes, the camera operator guy. Chris, is it Chris? Yeah, Chris he's, something. He's in um, he's in Silicon Valley. Something. He's he's okay. So I yeah, I forget that he's the same person, and then I remember, and then I have the yeah. same revelation. But uh, so one, the whole the whole ruse from Hogan's villains, like that, gets a kick <laughs> out of me every time. Just like the effort that they all go into, like everyone's in dress and they the one hundred loof balloons and that <laughs> makes me laugh every time. Um, they're walking like the the group walking away and then the main not Nick Kroll is just like, ho oh, ho, English is my second language for no reason, off screen. Like I love that. I loved the um <laughs> Him about to stab the the cake and then Troy popping out with oh a my gas God. mask and it's just like I guess plans have changed. Um, and I love the idea that like yeah the entire school is just like no you guys suck like you yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Todd's delivery of they lost a pen. <laughs> a pen. <laughs> like I unironically love this episode. Like is it for the like the depth and the like is does it exemplify the qualities that I think the show can. Like, the, the heights that the show can reach? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Is it a fun episode of TV that I enjoy watching? Yeah, for sure. And then, um, what was the other one? Was it... I'm sorry, I have a list. 
and I'm trying to cross-reference as fast as I can. Advanced documentary filmmaking. Mm. What? For, no way. For basically That's the same reasons. That's in my reasons. top four, too. Okay. For basically the same reasons. Good, I, I used to hate Changnesia until, frankly, this, like, rewatching for this. Huh. I was mm-hmm. like, Changnesia's kind of funny. I, I, I think it's Did you get Changnesia? I love it. I love it so no, much. <laughs> I've been biting my tongue this whole thing <laughs> so far. Like, I'm waiting. Wow. Like, I, mean, I do I think it's Chang better than Chang taking over the Sure. I think yeah. it's better than Dictator Chang. Like, I agree. What else funny. are they? How else <laughs> like, are they going to let this guy be one of the main characters? But, I was going to so say, is like, it uh, better or is it just a consequence of them doing something so outlandish that then now they have to undo it with something equally outlandish oh, but yeah. in the opposite direction? It's definitely Michael Scott pulling out a gun in improv. It's definitely like yeah. you can't. There's no way to really go bigger <laughs> yeah. than this. So in my head, it is okay. So how do you go bigger than Napoleon? Mm-hmm. Batshit insanity. Like no mechanical spider. And then you, yeah, mechanical spider at the end. You, you not only make Chang even crazier, but you just extend his craziness to everyone. Also, I need to. I feel weird using the word crazy. Like, I feel like Chang as the avatar for mental illness on the show. Not necessarily. Well, a don't great put movie. it like that. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> now I have to they, feel bad about it. Just I'm saying, saying like, absurdity. Abed, absurdity. Yeah. The absurdity. Yeah. Just the Changiness of it all. Like you might have monkey fever. There yeah, okay, so the monkey fever example, whatever. But, like, I think the fact that he... It's amnesia, which is, like, crazy on its own, but he names it Changnesia, which is, again, <laughs> another level of crazy, and then convinces everyone at the school, except for <laughs> Jeff for a while, and, and Abed, that it's real. And to me, that's the perfect level of, like, okay, you know what? <laughs> things I've seen ridiculous things before. That's TV. You know, TV is reality <laughs> yeah. at a level of absurdity, and that's TV. And then... Okay, let's make it really specific. Okay, that to me is like more community, and then make the entire school, like the entire environment of the show, cop into this insane. Like I am mm-hmm. all in. This is, and maybe I did. Maybe I inhaled monkey gas. I don't know. <laughs> Upon this last rewatch, I really appreciated it a lot more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I have. Cooperative escapism and familiar relations, the Shawshank episode, mm-hmm. which I feel like it's just kind of solid beginning to end. I think yeah. conceptually, like them all coming together to help Shirley is pretty good. So I don't really feel like I need to dive deep, 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 deep into that. And then this surprised me upon this rewatch. My favorite episode of the season was Paranormal Parentage. Whoa. Wow. Not expecting that. Yay. I was not expecting that either really? when I rewatched it. Okay. For one thing, the Pierce. Um, calling everyone in and then like kind of the, the scene of them of, of Abed and Pierce kind of talking and Abed being like oh yeah it's really cool how you like did all these things and you're like showing how you scared everyone because I remember at the time like the him trying to pop out of the wall with the foam or not foam but the whatever yeah. like him popping out of the wall Pierce popping out of the wall to scare Jeff I remember at the time I was like oh like this is more scary than I was expecting from this show. This is cool. And then the shot of the Gilbert watching Pierce as he slept, I was like, oh, that's actually like disturbing <laughs> in a way that I was really not expecting from this show. Um, I think the the jokes are solid enough. I think the, the couple's costumes <laughs> were cute. Um, the, the adult gymnasium was very funny. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> And Secret just dogs. Yeah, anything that Troy said in relation to his relationship with Britta of mm-hmm. just the 
Thing. Things. No, was that this episode? Things, yes. Yeah, things. We don't do all but the things. That's we an episode that things. I had issues with that because there's the whole, like, Shirley saying to Troy, oh, Britta's way too worldly for you. Troy's a grown-ass man. And they, Britta's had a sex good before. person. Yeah. yeah right? okay, like, that's so my I... beef with this episode is Troy's, like, being treated like he's never dated anyone. He's never hooked up with anyone. But, like, they, they reference him. He was a jock in high school. Yeah. He was doing cat and stuff. Yeah. I think, he, I think yeah. that is less of a lack of Troy's character development and more addressing Shirley's character as she wants to be, like, especially to the, the young black boy in their study group. Like, she's mm-hmm. going to extra sure. be the, Like, mm-hmm. she's the mother to everyone in the group. Sure. She's extra the mother to Troy. When, and it's the, been established. Episode. Yeah, like, yeah, I am not an does, ambassador. She judges Britta. So, like, she's, mm-hmm. it's not like she's coming out of left field for that. She's yeah. like, she already just makes assumptions about Britta. She, I was just rewatching Cooperative Calligraphy. Like, you listen to the way mm-hmm. she talks about Britta's, like, sex life. So, it's, like, pretty on par with how Shirley would address Troy yeah. as a person. Yeah. I but I guess Shirley's the Troy. Issue. Yeah. I yeah, think okay. it's the way Troy acts, especially because the next, this was pointed out to me recently, and it's part of why this episode dropped a ton in my rankings watching this. It's, like, mm-hmm. t- towards the bottom for me. Um, and it's not because it's bad, it's just because it, like, it's not that funny compared to some of the others. Yeah. And I felt like just weird out of character things like Troy, just like, I don't think he, like the next episode, him and Britta are waking up in bed together. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's like, they're not like, I thought like, and you know, basic human anatomy, it's, it's more about him not being ready for a relationship, not Mm -hmm. him being afraid to have sex with her. Like it's not, it's not, it's like that, that seems to be the more in character way of dealing with his, uh, lack of experience versus hers and like the age gap and everything rather than most of the times episode. we see them in bed like, oh he's a baby and he doesn't know couple, what sex is like, they're like always on, in like, bed together when we see them as a yeah, couple they're in I bed don't... together when Abed doesn't know they're in bed together watching the let's commercial mm-hmm. like yeah That's it's no still... secret that they check well exactly anyway. yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm just in my head the awful like, fountain the inconsistent scene. writing like that's again another kind yeah. of pointing like it it's on par because of the way that Troy is, is like I mean the stuff he says in that episode it's pretty on par with what Troy says in most episodes hmm. I think it's only out of character because it feels inconsistent with how Troy is written which goes back to the same problem we have with Abed like Abed one episode yeah. there's no there's no necessarily arc that happens in season four. So mm-hmm. all the characters have starts and stops and spurts. And there's some things they try and thread, but it doesn't It doesn't have the space to grow. Like Troy's absurdity, Troy and Britta's relationship is just mm-hmm. only presented by what we hear from other characters. like Or what we assume based on what other characters are talking about. So in yeah. this instance, it's like, yeah, it would make sense that Troy, who does not understand so many things like doesn't know who billy joel is doesn't Mm -hmm. says laser disc like he think like those kinds of (laughs) things of his character seem consistent but it is weird when you put him in context of a relationship that should have been fleshed out yeah Mm -hmm. as an arc and feel like it yeah but it doesn't make sense because we don't see their relationship so in my head troy thinks sex is kissing with your eyes closed <laughs> yeah, but given any explicit, I mean, like, yeah. But then why would he have... need to know where the cleanest bathroom on campus is? There you go. Because Season he's very hygienic. He he cares <laughs> about cleanliness. I'm, we were assuming the worst <laughs> like, of Troy Barnes. <laughs> like I'm not saying that Troy is Jeff, but like Troy is like out there. Like he's he, I mean, he's maybe not having adult relationships, but he's having adult relationships. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, like, I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think Troy's. 
I still think that Troy could like not know what the adult gym was. Like I think he could have sex and sure. then also not yeah. know what the adult gym was. Okay, fair because enough. Because he just, is like like yeah. he's also, a child. Annie in an adult didn't body. know what it was either, and that's also been established. Like she has had sex, maybe she doesn't have a lot of experience, but also same kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they had the same similar vibe. It's like more of like oh they're young. The guy who's that yeah. who's that in the I know. Butt stuff. I buy that Troy is really gym. like I just, they oh, don't I know how to write character development. Mm-hmm consistently yeah. ed that's the problem they don't know how to write these <laughs> well, characters from speaking I'm so damn well. i'm just like yeah. troy f-ks, all right this is established <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't speaking, like a whole episode like, about how does he speaking of both i've been yeah. shitting on your favorite episode of this <laughs> oh, season, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, i do sorry. love this episode well, in defense of this episode, you know, and speaking of Annie, Bo was right. They do have some, like, scary images when Annie's doing the whole, like, ring crawl thing. Pretty freaky. That shit's <laughs> pretty damn scary, I yeah. The ring girl gag is really They, like, slowed it down. I think they did backwards or something. Yeah, she said that they filmed it backwards. Sorry, I said she. Megan said that they filmed it backwards. And that was how you got that little. There's some nice little hidden gems and things like that. Anyway, this will come up on mine, so I'll talk about it. Sure. Well, that was all four of mine, so whoever's next, oh. Popcorn, uh, Stephen. All right. <laughs> um, so I will say, you know, Parentage got shit on there quite a bit, but that was almost my number four in my top. It was very close. I had a few too many issues okay. with it for it to land there, but I, I do think it's one of the better episodes of the season. Uh, my number four actually ended up being Conventions of Space and Time. I think mm. there's a lot about that episode that I don't enjoy, but it is probably... Um, one of my favorite depictions of Troy and Britta's relationship, mostly just because I think Britta was being very mature the whole episode. and Very was, supportive of Troy that episode. Yeah, being extremely supportive of Troy, which I love to see, which I think continues throughout the season that she is supportive of Troy, and I'll get a little more on that in a second, but I, I think that I don't really like the Annie and Jeff plotline. I don't like the Thoraxis thing at the end. <laughs> I don't even really like all of the, you know, getting locked in the phone booth stuff. But what I will say is the emotional weight that the Troy and Abed friendship carries for me throughout the show did touch me enough in the episode for it to get a spot in my top. Mm. Uh, my number three, cooper- cooperative escapism and familial relations, I think is really funny. Love the Shawshank stuff. I think the narration in the like garage is really, really funny. Um, and the Jeff stuff is it has a lot of heart. I think Adam Devine was really funny as a guest star in the episode, and I think Britta playing off of him I was really enjoyable. Um, and you know, sometimes it's it's good to have an episode where like you meet the dad, and the dad is not some you know, oh he secretly has longing for Jeff and this and that. And I think it was important for Jeff to kind of be okay with that door being maybe closed but unlocked, you know, so that he could revisit if he wanted to, but also no, he didn't have to. And I think that's. That was important and and one of the better Jeff storylines to this point in the show. Uh, my number two, Herstory of Dance. Love this episode. This is like when I was watching this season, was one of my favorite episodes of Community. I thought it was so funny. I, I, I think that the, the joke of the episode of like the Susan B. Hawkins dance. Sadie is, B. Hawkins. Sadie right? B. Hawkins dance is so Sophie funny. Sophie B. Hawkins. Funny. No, Sophie, Sophie B. B. <laughs> yeah, Sophie B. So I can't even ever say it. Sophie B. Hawkins is so funny. Like, I can just laugh about the plot. Like, just that alone is it enough is for me to put it in my top. I think it's a great episode. Um, I love the Abed storyline in it. We get to see Abed being a human being and 
being flirty and jokey with someone, and I think that's great. Um, and my favorite of the season is Basic Human Anatomy. I think it's really funny. I know that that's that's not Bo's favorite, and I do see the issues with it, and I and I understand them. But I think that the performances that the actors deliver in that one is so funny. Mm-hmm. I think that I actually think Britta was my MVP for that episode, which Zach and I had differed on that front. But I I love Britta in that episode. I think she does a great job of like being supportive for Troy and seeing that something's wrong. And, um, you know, at first, of course, she's trying to, like, therapize Abed, as she often does. Um, but in the end, I think that it has a, a result that I'm okay with. I had high hopes for the troy Britta relationship going in, and I think that if they were going to end it, that was the way that it, it worked fine for me. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's not perfect, but I it was my favorite of the season. It had a lot of heart. Um and I think it also showed a lot of growth in Abed to be there for his best friend in that way and be willing to feign, you know, it, it also showed that they have a deeper connection than we see. They're not just always goofing around. They have, you know, conversations where Troy confides in Abed. It's like, I'm having a tough time with this. And Abed's seen that kind of steps up to the plate to help it out. Is it the most mature thing in the world? No, but they're <laughs> not the most mature guys in the world. You know, and I think that that was, I enjoyed the episode quite a bit. My favorite of the season. Popcorn. Ed. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my mine is a, a pretty similar list there. So at my number four, like I said before, I, I tiered these things, and my solid attempt at community tier, everything is kind of all interchangeable. Like, I, I could swap these around a lot. So I chose uh, advanced documentary filmmaking at my four, um, because I feel like just a lot of these episodes, like Heroic Origins was up there, uh, Felt Surrogacy for me was up there, um, Intro to Knots, a few others. Um, I felt like they were like, obviously they they missed the mark on what they could have done, like they, it was a missed opportunity in a lot of ways, but there was still a lot of good jokes. And of these kind of middle-of-the-pack ones, I think I prioritized... I preferred the ones that just made me laugh more because mm-hmm. if I was going to be underwhelmed by the story, the characters, and the jokes, at least the jokes, <laughs> the jokes yeah. can stand on their own the most, you know. So I think uh, documentary, uh, the documentary episode, is a good example of that because Chang Nija is a great example of something that doesn't, like, as a story, it goes nowhere. <laughs> For the character of Chang, it really does nothing, and they basically erase it at the start of the next season. Um, but it, it's this. They got jokes for it. Like it's it's got some good jokes. Sure. And partner and Houlihan, I love Jeff that pairing. Sexually assaulting that. someone in that episode when okay. he straight yeah. up Look, kisses I'm not saying wife. There's a lot I don't yeah. like in that episode, and we already talked about the Pierce bit, which I would just cut yeah. out completely. Oh like my God. I don't like That's that, that stuff. Episode, I'm not defending it. it yeah. But oh. I'm not defending That's it. That's why a lot I didn't remember it. No, honestly, yeah. I remember that episode mostly for the trout farmer. And yeah. <laughs> that whole I'm the last face a lot of these trouts. Yeah, the last face a lot of trouts. That and then him That's yelling, great. "Just shut up, Kevin!" And then Troy <laughs> looking, partner in play. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Troy's joke about um, having a dog and a fish and a cat named all Troy, named Troy. They're yeah. all older than him, is one of my favorite Troy That's jokes. Really and I forget funny. it's from season four because it's like that's something I'm always like, "Oh, that was a season one or two or that three joke, right?" Yeah. No, but mm-hmm. that like. That to me is like core to understanding his character, and it's in this episode. Um, the video, but then of just uh, Chang's head 
like him smiling while he just spins his head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when they have like all the crystals on his chest is also pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good jokes in that. Ken and, and is never what's wrong with really the Chingnisha no. part. Oh, no. Ken, Ken is, is never so what's wrong good. With Chang. He's so it's funny mm-hmm. no matter what they give him. Chang. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the it's, just it's literally not just the, what to do. I do not buy it all. That even in the world of Greendale, that these they people are it. buying his bullshit. See, I'm pushing back on that. I think okay, that's, that's completely fine. believable for okay. Greendale because of no, Greendale, but because, not of the study group. Well, no, but that's why I like this episode. Um, in terms of the the Chang, explain like this is the Changnesia episode, right? Yes. Like it's mm-hmm. in other episodes, but this is the one that really focuses mm-hmm. on it. And what I like is that it shows that like there's always you kind of can tell whether or not they're saying it. Then most of the people at, who are believing it are like believing it conditionally, like whatever. Okay. This is safer. This is this it's is like if Chang definitely. just wants to call himself Kevin yeah. and not blow up the school, we'll roll with it. Let's because let's, <laughs> this is let's encourage this because it's better than what came before. And like I think this epic like they don't care about the grant like or they don't care about the research. They care about the grant money. Like that the, no one really cares what about Changnesia. Like it's it's. Sure. It's it's a safer way to to keep uh, Chang around, and it's a uh, it's a, some money the school could earn. Like so, okay, I believe it okay. on that level. Like like they're not I... actually like Jeff is the only one who's like I don't believe it, and it pisses me off that he's doing <laughs> it. Like and he becomes he's the jerk for acting like that. Everyone else is like, who cares if he's telling the truth? Yeah. Like this is still better. And like even Chang, you know, and the fact that they all treat him rather nicely as Kevin means he doesn't betray them at the end of the season, which is like one of sure. the threads that they do, I think, f- follow up on um, in a yeah. good way. Um, but then my top three from the season are in my genuinely good community category. I would put all three of these up up there against, you know, the best of other seasons. And uh, it's the same as Steven's uh, cooperative escapism wow. at three, herstory at two and basic human anatomy at one. Um yeah, I, I, uh, Basic Human Anatomy was the one that um, really leapt up to the top for me watching it this time. Um, it was always towards the top, but like I, I really loved that episode. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the one Jim Rash wrote. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. And Academy I was, Award winner Jim Rash. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel you can tell that it was written by someone who's been there from the beginning of the show. Like yeah. the way the. Um, I, Bo, in your criticism of it, you were saying that you felt like Britta wouldn't really go along with all this, um, or, or maybe I misheard you. Um, I might have said Britta wouldn't go along with all of this. I guess I should have said, if I were Britta, I mm-hmm. wouldn't go along with all of this. <laughs> all right, yeah. Britta the, in the show, yeah. it checks out. Like, I never yeah. saw that as like, oh, this is out of character for Britta. It was just self-inserting. Okay. I'm like, because no. <laughs> no. what, yeah. what really uh, warmed this episode up to, uh, to me was the um, uh, the fact that everyone, including even Jeff at the end, sees why they're doing it, and it's so touching that it's because they realize that it's not Abed, it's Troy. Like it's not just another one of Abed doing Abed things. Yeah. Like I think it's in the same way uh, geothermal escapism really hits when you realize like that one's still Abed doing an Abed thing, but you realize it's like not him. Just it's mm-hmm. not you know. Uh, it, it's it. He can't. He has to do it. Like it, it adds that extra layer to it. And I think this episode by have by shifting it to Troy also adds that layer to it. Yeah, um, well said. And yeah, um, I think Troy does a better. I think Donald Glover does a better mm-hmm. Danny Pudi than Danny mm-hmm. Pudi does a yeah. Donald Glover. But yeah. they both give fun attempts. And I also yeah. just Freaky Friday uh, body swapping things are just that's a trope I love. I love actors mm-hmm. 
just pretending to be their co-stars. That's anytime you can give me that, I'm on board. So, uh, yeah, top tier episode all around, I think. I'll go ahead and go. I'll do mine. My top four. Uh, the the four spot was the hardest because it's it's not one of my absolute favorite episodes. But those couple that are pretty good, that have good ideas, just not mm-hmm. not fully gray execution. So I went with Heroic Origins mainly because I like seeing the study group differently than how we're used to seeing them whether it's a little contrived or not i like seeing jock troy again um i have a lot of issues with the depiction of annie's drug usage uh i don't i think it's something that tweaked a little bit could have been much more meaningful i don't really like like the visual of her like popping pills and that kind of like the sexual assault always played for jokes yeah like it's her drug addiction is literally always just played for jokes and you can make jokes about it but it has to be levied with how serious it also is you know kind of like how it's funny when pierce is an arrogant asshole when everyone's like what are you saying but then in episodes where jeff is playing along with them that's not funny anymore that's just Mm -hmm. being hateful and and no other side to it i I forget where i was going with that point i like uh, i like some things about heroic origins i even kind of buy that chang handing out flyers to everybody was what got them to greendale even sure. if i don't quite buy them all being in the same place at the same time but whatever i like some of the stuff that that episode dabbles in number three uh, all three of my top episodes i think are really really good episodes of community number three being cooperative escapism uh i think the jeff dad stuff is handled really really well in a way that i think only season four's heart on its sleeve mm-hmm. could have done that successfully mm-hmm. steven i think you said beautifully about how they they let Jeff cross that thing off of his list without it being like, oh, now he's a great dad, or even yeah. he's this asshole. It's just sometimes uh, it, it just didn't work out for like I don't know I don't know I, you said it way better than I could. I think that was great, but I do really like that episode. I like the subplot a lot. Really funny. I like that we see oh, Shirley's sure. house and her family. Yeah. Real quick, I like that Jeff's dad was not a guest star. Yeah. Maybe I don't. I'm. I'm apologize if the actor is like big outside oh no he is well that's uh <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big james that's brolin a big get, yeah. okay he's you know I married did, they wanted Rice it to and... be they, they wanted it to be bill murray that was the thing or dan wanted it to be bill murray or imagined bill murray being okay. and they got thanos's I... dad so that's yeah <laughs> oh shit no yeah. i totally knew this yeah no yeah. okay all right i'll shut up mute myself i'm sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's not that five minutes of time i mean to your yeah, credit, like the Bill Murray video. thing, like makes sense. Like would have been like kind of like the fan casty way of doing sure. it. Yeah, this felt more. This like, felt more authentic and yeah. His yeah. dad was way. just a guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though it is a celebrity get, uh, the Bill Murray thing would have been a little We'd different. Been like, we would have been Murray, so focused on it being that Bill Murray. Would have overshadowed yeah. it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say my biggest criticism with this episode is that they don't follow up on it in any meaningful way. And I'm not saying I needed his dad to come back. In fact, I think it's better he didn't. But like at least, yeah. like he has a half brother. Like I feel like that's pretty. Like I, I, they could have found some funny ways to bring Adam Divine back in. Like he could have enrolled at Greendale. Could they? Have yeah. Been? Like I, I don't know. Big, I just uh, think big, there's a really, really interesting episode. line drawn with that idea of dad really f***s up the first time with the first family and then gets remarried has this stepson and then all of a sudden is that dad that he never i feel like that's God that's an interesting no, I, I like yeah. that i just like first for how significant <laughs> nice. this episode is and how much build oh, up there was sure this, it was it's just odd to me that it i mean it's part of just it, it's part of it being in season four right they're not going to call back to it unless it has brie larson's uh in it so you know they're like yeah i guess it's just that 
And then my top two were so close that I almost thought my two was my one. But I put number two as Basic Human Anatomy mainly because how good that episode is doesn't justify how much they squander Troy and Britta's relationship throughout sure. the rest of the season. I was all for them Fair. getting together, honestly, out of all the ships because they had just this cute flirty, just like hints of stuff all throughout the first couple seasons that I was interested to see where they took it. And then likewise in History 101, that fountain scene is just dreadful. And then the rest of the season, (laughs) they keep pairing up Britta with Jeff and and they don't let Britta and Troy be together. And that's another thing. I'll talk about that in a little bit There's some (laughs) bad lines about uh, Jeff being like, I bet you really want to have sex with me right now. Or that too. I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it makes up for the issues but it is a good episode, and it ends mm-hmm. that relationship mm-hmm. about as well as they could. I do love yeah. whoever uh, said so beautifully about how it is Troy needing this from Abed rather than mm-hmm. Abed mm-hmm. needing this out of everybody else. I, I really, really like that. And then my number one, I went with Herstory of Dance just because I don't have any qualms with it other than I wish it was like 10 minutes longer and we could have like sure. more of the Brit- of Britta versus the Dean trying to make two different yeah. dances and stuff like that. I think like like Steven said, that that joke at the front of the episode is so funny, is so community. <laughs> and it's also a real nice kind of low-key hangout at the school episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like that one. It's perfect. It, maybe even top 25 of the series for me. God like that bless. would be a standout season one episode. Like that would be yeah. one of my favorites mm-hmm. in season one, if not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's left just Jen? Let's wrap this stuff up this. with things that home. you've heard already. Yeah. <laughs> um, so number four is cooperative escapism. Um, for all the reasons you've said, we actually get a Shirley story. Jeff's Joel's delivery of Jeff's monologue to his dad mm-hmm. is one of my favorite That's Joel great. speeches in the show. I think he does such a great job of making it so understated and so emotional at the same time. Um, I think he always gets underutilized because he doesn't have a lot of those sometimes in the show, but I thought that one was just exceptional. Um, Number three is basic human anatomy. Again, for all of the reasons they all have said, I actually was guesting on a podcast uh, where we were talking about Donald Glover and I, I brought this to them because they had never watched Community, so it's oh, wow. talk me into. They talk me mm-hmm. into. It's a talk me into. They were doing a Donald Glover miniseries, so it's like pick some of the best Donald Glover episodes. I picked this one wow. because I do think yeah. that Donald's performance as Danny is so mm-hmm. nuanced, so beautiful, so really like not a cheap imitation either, which I feel like uh, is what sometimes could happen. I liken it to the way that Darcy Carden did Janet's, where she knew her sure. stars. What a star! So, by the way, so like, Great. oh my gosh. So she knew the nuances, like even just the way that um, that Danny makes himself bigger in scenes and uh, Donald makes himself closed in. His hands are closer to his chest, mm-hmm. whereas um, Danny takes up more space because that's what Troy yeah. would do. Yeah. Everything, the emotional heart of it, too, that speech that he um, gives and Jeff realizing that this is serious. I think that the emotional heart. I will say the only problem I have, I have some problems with the Troy and Britta stuff because, as you said, it wasn't built up. The thing I have most problems with as I was rewatching. Are you about to see the Dean? Are you about to see the Dean? No. No, I was worried no, you were going to no, say no. you don't Sorry. like the Dean part. No, the, no. Oh, no, that's fine. It's it's really funny. I think that whole runner is Super just funny. so hilarious. Um, Academy Award winner Jim Rash. No, the problem I have <laughs> with the Troy and Britta stuff is that for the reasons that you said, the build up, the, the lead out. But if you really think about it, um, every single episode we've talked about that focuses on Troy and Britta really is about Troy and Abed. Uh, conventions of space and time has sure. nothing to do with Troy and Britta. This episode, really not Troy and Britta. Uh, they don't spend a lot of time together. No. It's Troy and Abed 
in mm-hmm. a Troy and Britta frame that we're told. It's this. It's the telling yeah. us, but they're together, and I'm like, yeah, you keep telling us that, but like, <laughs> are they though? Like, yeah, are they dating? So I'll, that's the only kind of that's the biggest kind of glaring issue with their relationship sure. for me is like eh, their whole relationship is really just Troy and Abed stories. Um, and so. Number two, I am going with a paranormal parentage because I think it has so many great gags, so many great psychic. There's just so much to glean. I love the pairings. I think that the Jeff and Britta story works super well. Um, I think Britta has some of the funniest comedic moments mm. in that ham costume, which <laughs> um, Megan Gans wore to a party uh, at like a Hollywood party. So listen nice. to our Paranormal Parentage episode to hear the story about that. It's been that. floating around on eBay for years. I don't know. Somebody if bought it. Ever bu- Did somebody, somebody buy bought it? it. Yeah, somebody finally bought it. And uh, so you Dang also it. wore it when Megan wore it to Adam Levine's Hollywood Halloween party or something. Nice. Um, I just think that it has a great use of all of the characters and different pairings that we're used to seeing. And there's one particular moment we talked about in my episode, but like Troy and Annie have a nice little scene where he's Hmm. like, hey, like Mm -hmm. I want you to like talk to me. Like I want to feel comfortable talking to me. And that that was nice to see because they are roommates. Like it's nice to acknowledge that they have a relationship and they're friends which we don't always see. So I liked all of the different things. I like that Shirley didn't have an ambiguous costume this year. Um, (laughs) I thought that that was great. And my number one is Herstory of Dance. I literally have no qualms with this episode. I think it is a perfect episode. Um, I think that Pierce is utilized so well. That speech that Pierce gives to Jeff is maybe one of, if not my favorite Pierce moment of the entire series because they found a way to use him in a way that was sincere Mm. and Mm -hmm. also um, Jeff, I really do believe all the characters grew. Abed has emotions and romance and Academy Award winner Brie Larson is in (laughs) it. Like, come on, like what? So I loved that we got so, it's such a great episode, so fun. I, as we were rewatching it, I was rewatching season four and I was like, this is it. This is my favorite episode of the Mm -hmm. season because it is, flawless to me so that is my number one pick that episode has my favorite line in this entire season which is at the end um when britta pulls off the dance and the dean goes according to dean line it's <laughs> not now, yeah <laughs> it's one of the funniest line deliveries like, oh, i safe. have ever heard no that is like the top five all-time community <laughs> just like, quoted that when we did it. this up she's like that's my favorite quote in this yeah. entire episode that and the Troy pet name thing are two lines where I'm like that. Those like stand above this season to me on yeah. such a high level, um, regardless of the episodes they're in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just even though I didn't include this in my top four, I do really like this episode. But something that it, it I didn't realize that Pierce very easily could have been the. And I'm sorry to bring up It's Always Sunny again, but like he very easily could have, and frankly, kind of should have been the Frank Reynolds. Where sure. you have the out-of-touch, physically slower, older character mm-hmm. with a lot of money that yeah. can get you into whatever hijinks you want. Like they but they don't use Pierce to create the hijinks ever, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, you know, obviously if, bring back community now and I'll help, but like, missed opportunity <laughs> with that entire character. I, that, mm-hmm. it, I just realized, I didn't know that I wanted that until now. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. That could well, be funny. If they do bring it back, Troy will have all of his money. So, like, <laughs> so Troy can do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Troy was the Frank Reynolds. <laughs> exactly. And talking about the writing that, that that's stood out to you, uh, that's one thing that I noticed a lot about season four. I was expecting it to feel so much more out of character of the show than what it truly does. I feel like the characters still speak in their voices. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's being written by people who don't know how these characters tick. It's mainly more my issues have to do with the types of stories that they're telling this season, the the types of, of homage-type things they try to pull off and don't quite pull off. I was really impressed with the job that they did of, of keeping the hearts of these characters throughout this season. And I think that can segue into picking an MVP for the season. Because at yeah. the end of every episode, Steven and I like yeah. to award an MVP for each episode. And at the end of the season, I like to look at who we gave the most to and if that lines up with who we kind of feel the MVP of the season is. Um, so who wants to start off with that? Who's got an MVP for the season? I'll d- oh. <laughs> Bo? Pop Only Bo. because I know that mine won't win. Uh, the board members, Frank and Richie. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Wait, do they... What are they... They're in the... whale episode. Oh, the whale episode. Oh, they are just, in the whale episode. And they I show up like real sloppy. Yeah, on their yard marks from skeepers. Are you drunk? Good luck proving it before we're not. <laughs> to me that's the best line of, this, yeah. of the season Yard and vote. I know that that won't count but that's my vote <laughs> those are great characters that. something that yeah. season 5 and 6 do really well is keep bringing them back and letting mm-hmm. them yeah. get weirder and weirder and weirder um, you're always special Richie <laughs> uh, Britta Perry is my mm-hmm. MVP for the season yeah. um, for her story of dance uh, obviously for cooperative escapism I feel like obviously Britta as a therapist gets used as a joke but I really do feel like Britta does so much good in this mm-hmm. season and yeah. one of my favorite things is when Britta unintentionally helps people like she yeah. unintentionally helps Jeff mm-hmm. um, and I really like love that we got a chance to see Britta have a win too. That's why I love her story of dance sure. is because Pierce berates Jeff and's like, let her have a win. Like, just let her have this. Be yeah. let her be happy. That is such a great moment. It really mm-hmm. is. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, and so I really do love that we get a chance to see Britta grow and we really get to see a lot of her. And I'm I love her in this season. I feel like there's a lot of other seasons where they don't really know how to write her, and I have mm-hmm. qualms later on of what happens to her. Absolutely. But this season, I feel like, is a really solid, like, she has a really solid journey. They do a good job others. of taking her more seriously without, like, totally yeah. losing the kind of punching bag yeah. that she's become. Because even in her street yeah. of dance, she kind of, like, she gets a win, <laughs> but she has very, very little to do with what happens. And, oh, yeah, for and sure. And I like that, that she deserves to be treated differently by the group. Yeah. She doesn't have to prove that she is worthy of better treatment from her friends. Yeah, And I exactly. really like how they handle all of that. I, I love that yeah. she, the the lesson is for not that Britta is the, the insult, the make mm-hmm. a tiny mistake, that it's like Jeff is learning, like, why are you being so terrible to someone you are supposed to be mm-hmm. friends with? Like, that's the lesson you need to learn. And, like, Britta, you know, and that's where Pierce's speech of, like, she acts this way because y'all, like, do this to her all the time. How yeah. else do you think she's going to act? Like, you yeah. treat her name to mean making a mistake. So I love that we get to see her be taken more seriously, have more stories with characters and actually like have those silly moments, but Mm -hmm. they're 
they're ultimately rooted in the other characters being like, we see you, Britta. We love you. Not like, oh, haha, Britta's so dumb. Which yeah, totally. Totally. happens a lot. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that and give mine. Uh, it's kind of hard to pick in this season because it's shorter, because there's so much going on, and any character that kind of has a thread through the season, they pick it up and they throw it away all the time. So I think I'm going to go with Jeff, just because at the very least this season is like, Jeff is going to get his shit together and graduate early, and he's mm-hmm. going to help the group that he's built be prepared to survive without him. And then at the end of the season, that's pretty much the only thing that I think they satisfyingly wrap up for the series is that the study group can go on without Jeff and that yeah. that Jeff can leave Greendale in theory and not just be a conniving son of a bitch again that he can have learned a lot from this experience and I, I it's my answer is it's Jeff unenthusiastically <laughs> Ed what about you um yeah I'm with Jen on this it's I think it's Britta um and I think uh to, for everything you said um and I'll just add that I think what makes her the MVP, so what really cements her as the MVP for me is the fact that the kind of upbeat tone of this season that we've talked a bit about um, kind of makes Britta work better. Um, yeah. And so I feel like yeah. there might be other seasons where she's the MVP, but this is this is the one where she like th- th- there's more of a mutual relationship between her and mm-hmm. the season. Like she's funny and, and brings the season up, but also the season being what it is improves Britta and mm-hmm. her role in the yeah. show. Um like cause yeah, like the, she's been Charlie Brown. She's been the <laughs> sure. you know, the, mm-hmm. the sad sack punching bag whatever character since season one. I mean since like halfway through season mm-hmm. one. I mean mm-hmm. that that they may have a whole episode about her being a buzzkill in yeah. that season and they keep rolling with that. But with Especially, you know, as things get darker and more bitter in season five and six, it becomes just meaner and meaner. Um, this is where it feels like it has the best balance, even including the first three seasons of yeah. like, yeah, she's a buzzkill sometimes and she f***s up a lot and she Britta's things, but she also Britta's things in the other way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you have her story of dance. Like, I don't know. Like, I yeah, I think it's, you wouldn't be able to have that in mm-hmm. a Harmon season. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Britta was my season MVP wow. you know, for my heart, too. She's the, you know, a very integral piece of all of my favorite episodes and all my favorite yeah. moments of the season. And I think, like you guys were saying, the, uh, she just does such a... They finally take her seriously this season. And they, you know, she's always the punchy bag. Like you said, I think um, saying that Britta was the Charlie Brown of the group is such a good analogy because she constantly was like trying to do things and like trying to step up and like help and like it was all coming from a good place even if it was misguided but but the football gets taken away every time yeah a lot of the time by jeff i feel like you know but (laughs) just yanking it out and um but it it was and i've been saying since we started this podcast that abed snoopy so yeah analogy tracks i know i was literally in my head like connecting all the characters to different yeah (laughs) peanuts characters yeah. I would love to take credit for it, but it's something Dan Harmon says, like in the season one commentaries when oh, they get great. to like the they're like, no, they made the conscious decision to make her Charlie Brown. Like that was <laughs> wow. yeah, that was very much the intent. So I don't know about the I don't know about mm-hmm. the other Peanuts characters mapping onto that. <laughs> Britta as Charlie Brown is very much uh, textual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as the ones we give out over the season, though, Stephen, that's not how it how it. Shook yeah, out. I want to know how it did. Did it was it Abed? So like individually, uh, I gave the most to Abed by far, and you mm-hmm. gave the most to Abed as well. 
uh, Abed, both of us, we gave the most to, which I feel like wow. is weird because hmm. I think season four is kind of sleepy mode, Abed, <laughs> yeah. where like yeah. they don't get him wrong, but I, I, I don't know how it ended up that way. Season, and that's how that happened. He I think it often ended up that he was one of the characters in each episode that we didn't have any complaints about. Sure. Like everybody else was like, well, we By liked default. him, but they did this. Because I <laughs> yeah. think even in, like yeah. Intro to Knots, I gave my MVP to Abed, and yeah. he just does Die Hard, yeah. kind of. He doesn't really do much in that no, episode he didn't, he didn't, because he everyone else is so is so terrible that it's like by yeah. default Abed didn't do anything bad, yes. so he's. I, I can't give this arbitrary uh, award to somebody that did something bad. Yeah. So I don't know how it came up, Abed. I think participation trophy. That's I think a lot of people was in second, Zach. I think for, it was like uh, Jeff and Britta. It was a tie between mm. Jeff and Britta. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think this season did by, did well by pretty much all the main cast members except for Pierce and Annie. I felt were no. yeah, like Annie's like real left Annie. out. We we talked a lot about we talked a bit about Shirley having more to do this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jeff there's some hit or miss stuff, but ultimately has some huge steps. Like we were saying, yeah. Abed. I agree. Is like you know he's still he's still Abed and he was my kind of like my honorable mention I think for I, I hadn't really thought about it th- like that hard but I think it is because he's like good in <laughs> yeah. a lot of episodes and there but not bad in other ones <laughs> like uh, um, I, the really Delta Cube plot there and line. says one line yeah. the Delta yeah, like, Cube was the best part that of that nothing too. episode yeah <laughs> yeah um, but yeah yeah Pretty much everyone, even if they have like some of their their worst moments in this season, they also have some of their best. Um, mm-hmm. And Britta, I think, doesn't really yeah. even have much that I would say is like bad. I think this is her best season, possibly yeah. overall. I yeah. agree. Well, let's wrap this thing up. We've proven that like once you take the lid off of the season four talk, that it's hard to put it back on. It's there's so many abstract <laughs> thoughts, good and bad, about it, and I feel like we got a lot of the good stuff out. Uh, before we leave, does anybody have anything they want to plug? Anything they want to point people towards? Um, other obviously, of course, each of your podcasts, Save Greendale Committee and the Community Rewatch Podcast. Uh, and the AP Bio Podcast. Out there? AP Bio AP Podcast, Bio sure. Podcast. By the time this comes out, we'll have like two episodes left. So <laughs> <laughs> go check it out while you still can, I guess. <laughs> well, this was really fun. Thanks, everybody, for coming and hanging out with us. And I look forward to diving into season five. And that'll be a tricky thing to dive into as well with the return yeah. of Dan Harmon yeah. and the, the bleakening of the entire show. I actually quite enjoy season five. I think mm-hmm. it's one. It, 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 it seems like a hot take, but it's one of my favorite seasons. I think uh, it I'm goes Gonzo in a great way. So. Yeah. I love I Buzz Hickey. I, oh, gosh. See, I, I can't Hickey stand my, Buzz Hickey. Oh, my God. Oh, interesting. I like, think I like the he, first oh, he's half my favorite I fought for this country. See, I almost feel like to an extent. So it has amazing episodes in the first half, but I almost I think, think like it reaches pre- a nice stasis <laughs> when Donald leaves. Yeah. I think it kind of is Ugh. in a way good for the show mm. to like get it out mm. of the way. Mm. I have a hot take. Okay, I well that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. I have a hot take. Oh yeah, the the two parts season finale is rough. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, anyway, this has been fun. Uh, now we're all good and stressed out about this show that we're supposed to all love so desperately. I uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the char- that's Bo's character development. <laughs> yeah, my character. I don't no longer course of this community. This podcast, like, I no, no longer like, like community or Dan. Harmon. I feel like you should say if we didn't love it, or we myself. wouldn't spend two hours talking yep. about it. Yeah. Talking right? about yeah. the worst season. Yeah, yeah right. right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for doing this. This was fun. Yeah, and thanks, guys. Go ahead. Right, coming thank on. You. Appreciate thanks having you all on. Thanks, thanks so much. All right, Stephen, wasn't that just so much fun? I love having our podcaster friends with us. 
It, it, if I think too hard about it, I get all tripped out about how cool it is, the people that we've met, the connections that we've made, that we can get together with these people and talk to them like old friends, even though we only met them through podcasting. And at this point, it's been a couple years and they kind of are old friends. It's cool. Yeah, it's wild. You know, uh, one of our, and Ed was one of the first people that we ever interacted with. One of know. our first, like, oh, the cool kids at the podcasting yeah. table, for sure. So it, it's cool to, you know, have. Ed and Bo and Jen here with us. They're awesome. And it always feels like it brings some validity to what we're doing here to have. Even it's, though we do the same thing, I look to them as uh, uh, as people to look up to. Sure. In, in, and, in and, this space. and it's and, so nice to hear voices other than yours. Yeah, I bet. I, <laughs> I'm not used to having to like uh, make an effort to get a word in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but guys, don't you want to? But my opinion. <laughs> But yeah, that was great. I'm really <laughs> yeah, happy they could join fun. us. And, and you know, Zach, it's nice that we can open our, our bungalow yeah. entrance and invite in a couple other rascals to roll around in the hay with us for a little bit. Do you have any last words about season four before we put it to bed? It, it, we've said a lot about it. I think it's easy to have that bad taste in your mouth at the end of it, but I think there is a lot of good to season four. I think there's a sure. lot of, of warm, uh, uh, heartfelt moments, and there is still a lot of great time spent with these characters that we love, even well, if it's not perfect. And I think that I needed this talk to relive the good and the bad to get kind of the taste that the I had. Finale the finale out of our mouths. The finale yeah, is just and bad. I think there, you know, some of my favorite moments of the show happen in season four, and, and I'm, I'm glad that it exists in the way it does so that we yeah. can appreciate the parts that are better and worse of the show for it. So I agree with you. And I'm excited to, I'm even more excited and trepidatious to get into season five because I don't really know what to expect now. I know that it's going to be darker. It's going to be bleaker. Uh, Dan Harmon's back. Troy's almost gone. We feel just because season four and all of its trouble is over does not mean that there's not a lot to dive into in the 26 episodes we have left to cover, which is insane. The amount yeah. of community that we have left to cover is only one episode more than the first season. Like number That's of crazy. This thing is going to be done before we know it. And next week, we're trucking right along, diving into the <laughs> first episode of season five. That is the repilot. So send us in some trivia. Steven's really doing the when you drive past a semi and you pull your, <laughs> your arm to make it honk. Nobody can see that you're doing that. <laughs> uh, you can see it, Zach. Give me a I honk. I can't see it. Honk, honk. Uh, Thank everyone, you. next week we're talking repilot. Send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moment to Kansas Point Podcast at gmail.com to get into the conversation on that one so we can read it out on the show. Steven, where else can the people find us before we? sign this season off you know you can uh honk honk your way over to twitter uh and find us over at you can't disappod we're also on instagram uh find us at can't disappoint podcast we're also on youtube and the facebook Mm. uh, under the whole name of the show you can't disappoint a podcast Mm -hmm. Well said. Steven, thank you for doing this podcast with me. I love doing it with you. Hey, I love, doing uh, it I love with what you, this buddy. does for our friendship. I love this little thing that we've built here. It means a lot. And it's always warm, fuzzy feelings at the end of the season as we kind of get to take a step back and look at the type of stuff we've done. So thanks for that. Thanks to everyone for being a part of it. So shout out to our guests one more time. Make sure to check out Jen on the Community Rewatch podcast, Ed and Bo on the Save Green Deal Committee, and Ed along with Matt and Alex, who are voices I'm sure you know if you listen to our show over on the AP Bio podcast. That's all a lot of good stuff. And to wrap things up here from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. I want to throw out a Trans Lives Matter because shit's going down in Texas. It's all kinds of f-
fucked up mm-hmm. and and we love our trans friends and we we uh we hope that you're hanging in there and uh i hope yeah. that that uh, uh, i hope that some shit yeah. gets figured out and also a shout out to like the the people living in the ukraine you know being yeah. on social media you literally see people post like uh, people are uh, having to leave their animals because they can't take them with them as they evacuate yeah. and like all, well, all kinds of crazy shit. And it's insane the, to think that um, it dance world, is really I know a lot of people who are from Ukraine and they're definitely yeah. going through a tough time right now worrying about their families and it's scary f***ed up shit. So yep. But there is a lot of uh, warmth and love in the world, and we sure have got a lot of it for you. So hang in there and watch a couple episodes of Community to take the edge off. We'll be back next week. Uh, I guess we didn't say our names. I am Zach, but if you didn't know that already, what the f*** is wrong with you? (laughs) And I'm Steven, obviously. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.